Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to Whiskey and White Tales, the show for those at home with a passion and drink with a purpose. I'm Gus. I'm Matt. And we are coming to you live from Pennsylvania, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, specifically at the Great American Outdoor Show, brought to you by the National Rifle Association. We have a great episode for you this week. Sat down and hung out with uh, Chuck from the Whitetail Distraction Podcast here hanging out with us in Harrisburg. Um, all of this, of course, made possible by our Patreon and Waypoint Network and all of you that listen and support us. So thank you for that. But who else helped make this possible? Yep. So this will be a quick read because we didn't uh, actually prepare anything. But uh, Mint Mobile, just so you know, they're now doing eSIMs. So we, I just got a new iPhone 15 and that does not have a physical SIM anymore. And the eSIM was crazy. Instead of waiting for a SIM card to come in the mail, you can literally just go to the Mint Mobile app, open it up and select new SIM card, change new phone, whatever. And uh, you get that eSIM. So there are several different benefits to the eSIM, but one of them is the ease of, ac- of activation. But my favorite is I can now run two phone numbers from my phone. So as an eSIM, I can have my actual phone number and then we have the CW coming up and we're going to have a booth where you can come in and tell your favorite hunting story. And I'm going to have you send us pictures or videos of the hunting story. And so I can add that eSIM, that separate number to my own phone. So instead of us having to worry about a separate phone, nice. you can just straight text to my phone and then I'll delete the number. So none of you have my phone number. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> so awesome. mintmobile.com slash whiskey. You get in there and they're still doing $15 a month. I can't explain to you how amazing that is. I have no issues with phone service outside of bumfuck Kentucky. But <laughs> the rest of the world, great service. There's been even times recently where people didn't have service and I did. $15 a month. I don't know how you aren't getting in on that. It's, it's such a crazy good deal. We're also brought to you this week by Vantage Point Archery. As you know, we love them. We shoot them. The new Omega Broadheads, we're getting ready to both get a set, and we will be exploring that world. But the amazing part about it is the sharpening capability. You literally get a whetstone, and it's got a groove built into it, so you lay the blade down on the stone, and you just move it up and down, and you can resharpen. And these things are not going to chip. They're not going to break. You can blow through shoulders, bones. doesn't matter. Yep. 
Huge, huge part of the reason we're even here at the Great American Outdoor Show this 100%. week is to uh, support those those guys at Vantage Point Archery and Vantage Point Armory. We're hanging out with them, helping them at their booth this weekend, yep. uh, mingling, getting to know folks. And the number of stories that we have heard of folks using the Omega broadheads, even their other broadheads, yeah. for 20, 30, 60 uh, those guys shot. killed 60 hogs with one broadhead. And just resharpening. I mean, what is that? These, crazy. these are the kind of broadheads you can pass down to kids. You know? Yeah, it's family heirlooms. It's wild. Point. You're going to see them in antique stores at one day. <laughs> <laughs> but also Vantage Point Armory is another section of it. We've never talked about that before. But they currently, they're running an awesome compensator for your gun. It has a 30% decrease on uh, recoil. Yep. And so if you were to do that to say a Glock 19, you're going to have to buy a slide and a barrel made for that compensation. Mm -hmm. This thing is literally, it clips right into the rail that's on there. It's $150. If you buy a slide and a barrel, you're looking four to $700, depending on what you want. So for 150 bucks, you can literally get this compensator. They yep. make it for almost anything. And if you have a gun, they don't make it for you send them an email and they'll make it for you. It may take a little bit of time. They'll add it to their list. They're, yep. they're constantly growing what they, uh, what they provide. So um, hope you enjoyed the show. We had a great time talking with Chuck, talking about the Great American Outdoor Show, talking about some saddle hunting, all kinds of cool stuff. We're also brought to you by the Jasper. So downtown Charleston, amazing place to live. It views like none other. Absolutely we will be beautiful. there all day on Thursday recording a bunch of podcasts you guys are going to love, a bunch of seaweed guests. Yep. We'll be there all day recording. They gave her so generous or generous. Yeah. Generous and genuine. They gave us a uh, one of their suites to record in. We're super pumped and excited about yeah. that. And if and if you got more money than we do, the Jasper is the place <laughs> yeah. you're going to go. And I'm sorry if you're listening, Jasper. I know you don't like it when I say that. But yeah, great enjoy episode. Yeah. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy. Enjoy the show. Cheers. start yes yeah. start recording the top oh, start one. start streaming guys all right yeah i can't even read <laughs> it's been a long day not surprised <laughs> so we have we started yeah harrisburg pennsylvania we're sitting here uh hanging out after a long day almost said shot show <laughs> the nra great american outdoors we all got our trump's hats signed today <laughs> wouldn't that be something <laughs> <laughs> and for the record i don't think any, did you go I did not. Yeah, none of us went. No. No. We all bailed out before it even started. That's true. It's yeah. right. Because it started at five, right? Correct. Isn't that crazy that they lined up at three? It's nuts. And they said you can't line up before 1230. And there were people like... Oh, that's right. They let them in at three. They let them in at three. So yeah. people at 1230, people were lined up to watch Trump speak at five. Yep. Wild. That's some dedication. That's wild. And that is not a small building, and there were people wrapped around, wrapped around, and it, and we were while Gus was watching it, and the line like doubled back on itself. So it looked like yeah. a line. I don't know how to explain it to somebody. Like if you think of a football if, stadium, if you think of a an indoor like gymnasium where they have the catwalk up top, oh, there you go with the yeah, track. Yeah, 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 it's good. That's what this was basically, and the entire catwalk was full of people. Yeah, and uh, and so the too deep. The catwalk, yeah, too deep. So it was like you had to walk the whole catwalk mm -hmm. and then walk it again yeah. to get yeah. back to the entrance. <laughs> yeah. It was, How many people do you think went to, what did they do? They cap it? They have to have, yeah, because they, they can only hold so many in that arena. So, yeah. so Trump filled an arena today at an yeah. a outdoor show. I'm sure they turned people away. I guarantee it. I will guarantee it. They turned me away, but I was wearing a Biden 2024 20, <laughs> hat. So. <laughs>
<laughs> but it made more sense if you forgot the year. Yeah. Yeah. I almost did. <laughs> yeah, this is another Charles Chuck, aka Chuck. Yeah. Chuck, AKA, Chuck Diesel. Yeah. yeah. Get it right. Remember. What else you got? AKA That's it. Boot Jesus, aka You're wearing like grandpa shoes today though. Uh, no, I was wearing Brooks. Okay. I have Brooks. Dude, Brooks are great. Yeah, they're great. And my ankles and feet, knees still kind of felt it. Yeah. Dude, it, I told you it's brutal in there. It's it's all cement floors. We've done it before, you know, and it's it's kind of like we just uh, as as Jeff said today, those are real men. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you said that or not. Maybe <laughs> yeah, I think it's just been my hearing. Yeah. yeah. I, what did the old lady that rubbed your feet down? What did she have to say about? Good God, that took forever. Yeah, she was pretty happy. I got to tell you, when I was leaving Charleston. So for those who don't know, we're at the NRA Great American Outdoor Show. We're sitting down with Charles, a.k.a. Chuck, a.k.a. Chuck Diesel, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, for the Whitetail Distraction Podcast. You've heard him on here before. Austin's not here because he's doing... He's some, in Disney. Yeah, he's with, with his kids. Was in Florida, but yeah. I don't remember yet. Um, so we came out to PA. We got an Airbnb together. It's just us three tonight. We've got a couple more people coming tomorrow. Um, but we went to... Yeah, and so when I got on the plane from Charleston yesterday, or whenever that was, I, I wanted to get my boots cleaned. I had already had it in mind cause I know they have them at the airport and I, they don't in Charleston, but I was mm-hmm. like, when we get to Charlotte, I didn't see one between gate to gate. And I was like, when we yeah. land in PA and surely I didn't even look. And Atlanta, right Atlanta's got several of them. And so I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sucker for a good sales pitch. I was a salesman forever. My dad was, it's still a salesman. Like it's just in my family. I love a good mm-hmm. sales pitch and I'll let people give it to me and I'd be like, I really just wanted to hear your pitch, dude. I'm not interested by anything, <laughs> but we walked by and this lady, I don't even know what she said. I don't know how she brought us over there. She said something. She said something about my boots being dirty. And I looked and I saw her sitting down in front of a ramp that you put your feet on. And I was like, the stars aligned. And I walked right over there. She said, let us do it. She said, let me clean your boots. Yeah. I think something like that. Something like that. Yeah. 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 And I walked over there and I like, I was so excited. I was like, you all day long. Cause I've been waiting. I I wanted to get a dance up with my foot up there. And, um, I don't think she ruined them, but they didn't used to be that color. Uh, they, <laughs> she conditioned them, and yeah. it will be that way. I mean, it's no different than you know if you've ever conditioned like pear crispies or whatnot. They turn real dark. Yeah, my schnees do that, and they'll come back. Well, I've done it, but I've never seen them that dark. Yeah, but then she's like, also, you can use this on knives and guns. And she's like, listen, all stuff. She's like, you can put it in your beard. It's good for your hair. And she's uh-huh. like, I rub it on my hands, and she made everybody rub it on their hands. And I'm Except like, for me. I didn't let her touch my hand. No, no, no. I didn't she was massaging. She got me at the end though because she shook my hand and she had yeah, it she on did. her hand. Yeah. She's like, "Yeah, gotcha, bitch." So I was like, wearing Sandy was. Yeah, I was, was like, wearing boots and I knew that if I stood there any longer, I was gonna get sucked in next. Oh yeah. So I went looking at uh, tiny houses. <laughs> well, I was, I was, I, like I said, I wanted to get it done. So and she did a great job, but she, I definitely got a over the pants massage. Oh, dude, or over the <laughs> over the boot over skin the boot. massage. I got a great foot massage from her. It looked strong awesome. hands. Dude, for such a small strong, lady, strong hands. Yeah. yeah, she had a good grip. To that old woman strength. Yeah, yeah, great grip. So, you guys, welcome to Pennsylvania, by yeah. the way. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, welcome to our state of misery. Yeah, uh, but what do you think? First impression, first time the Great American Outdoor Show. It's a lot to handle up front. What do you guys think? First impression. So, first impression of PA is dirty. Okay, PA. Let's start. Let's start. A lot of trash on the side of the road. Oh yeah. Well, okay. So we're in Harrisburg, right? Where where did you fly? I don't really know what that means. We flew into Harrisburg. You flew into Harrisburg. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I haven't been anywhere else. In my opinion, Harrisburg is, other than Philadelphia, probably the armpit of (laughs) our city. Like our state state. capitals be like that. 
Yeah, it was, which it's is crazy. Really Harrisburg's bad. a state capital. You'd think it'd be Philly or PA, right? Uh, you mean uh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah, a lot like, of people do the city think that, of man love People think Philadelphia a lot. No, it's Harrisburg. This is our capital, and it's yeah. horrendous. Horrendous. I, I only come here for the show, and I. Other than that, I don't come this way. I've been to worse places like Djibouti. Uh, <laughs> Africa is pretty bad. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, you know how it is. Like a few years ago when everything hit, and the, like these are the areas I get hit the worst. That's yeah. what the guys at the bar left. That's, that's what like they the were saying. The bar, they taught us so much. But one, yeah. they were the, they, but that's one of the things they said is like COVID killed Pennsylvania. He said, he said it killed a lot of small businesses around here and a lot of really people bad. That, that left because they were forced to no longer work anymore and shut down like a lot of the people have not come back yeah yeah so it was a double whammy one in the fact of it's a very liberal stronghold in this area so like you have that on top of the covid thing that hit at the same time so like they really just cracked down got on bad people. Yeah. yeah and if you weren't just like a total rebel and even if you were what what could you do there's nobody in this area that was going to support and keep yeah. you afloat during yeah. that time so it got hit pretty hard and yeah, it's, it's never been a great area um, in my opinion, but now it's a lot worse for sure. Yeah. The other thing that got me too, is he was saying, he was saying that he works for the city and, and like the water department He's mm-hmm. telling me that the water here is worse than Flint, Michigan. I was like, I don't know. Yeah. But at the show today, I asked that woman that there's a woman that worked that I assume she lives close by and I asked her and she's like, I would never drink the water here. Man, I drank the water first thing I got here. Yeah. I must be a Pennsylvanian. I'm a Pennsylvanian. In, yeah. Union in, is that what they call it? If you think about it, though, is that where Pennsylvania comes from? Pennsylvanians. Yeah. I wonder if that's where it came from. It could be. I don't like what that. What are Yins doing? Pennsylvanians. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. That's actually. probably where it came from. Good point. It's spelled different, though. You know what else I learned last night? <laughs> Just oh, kidding. God. <laughs> see my eyes like okay, what is about the, yeah. the neanderthal thing oh yeah uh, do not yeah no we're not talking that uh, i won't yeah no but as far as like the state of harrisburg right now if you think about columbia right we, we spent some time in columbia it's kind of if, if columbia well yeah but if columbia had a, a, a two-year one and a half year period where you can the economic like baseline was ripped out from underneath it so columbia wild. columbia would would the same thing would happen yeah. i think that would probably be the, the case in most yeah. Like, cause this is a, a good sized town, but it's not, it's obviously not New York or Houston no. or Boston, right? No, there's it, no traffic, but it's, it, it's a, it's a bigger town than yeah, I thought it's, it was. It's big enough to mm-hmm. get hit pretty negatively by an economic yeah. situation like that and have a hard time bouncing back. Sure. I think this is my point. Yeah. But, yeah. If you took the drive back to like where I live, you would see some really, really beautiful country across sure, yeah. Pennsylvania. I mean, big rolling oh, hills, yeah. some, some really gorgeous parts of the state that's not here. So. Right. You know, hashtag not my capital. <laughs> okay. uh, people are nice though. Like I've not met a person that was. Everybody's very friendly. It's yeah. yeah, that's surprising as well. Yeah, to be honest. Really? Yeah, there's not really a whole lot of hospitality. We also haven't us. been a lot. Of places, yeah, so. true, true. And you're at the show most of the time. Yeah. So those are outdoors. Everybody's right? happy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We're all good people for the most part. We went to the bar, and and as soon as we sat down, they were like, "You here for the show?" And Gus was like, "Is it that obvious?" And she's like, "This is a neighborhood bar, and I've never seen you before." Yeah. And I was like, oh. "Yeah, that's <laughs> typical." Yeah. 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 It. Um, Anyways, the show though, the show, yeah, the, the show, show, yeah, wild. So, I've never been to an outdoor show. I've never been to any show like that. Yeah, like seaweed was always, I think, probably the biggest show I've ever been to. Yeah, so the Carolina, South Carolina has the Carolina Sportsman's Classic. It's nowhere near this. I mean, the vendor area for the Sportsman Classic is one of those rooms. Could fit in one room. Yeah, yeah they have a couple of rooms that are put together, but I mean, honestly, they're. 
it's just not the same caliber, man. I've yeah. never been in one place with this many uh, products, goods, services mm -hmm. that are available and at your fingertips to talk to people, to touch products. To, I mean, it's just, and it's everything, right? Mm -hmm. Like you, yeah. usually you go to a big show and it's like, well, we have a huge venue here. You know, maybe it's a, maybe it's a convention, you know, floor, right? And maybe it's, it's, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know how to give a description in terms of size to help people understand. Like, um, you think about the floor, like remember your high school gym, right? They, they, they moved the, did your, did your bleachers slide out yeah. to the side? Yeah. Right. So imagine like six of those, like put together. It's a good size, right? I think it's like three Walmarts. <laughs> well, I think it's bigger than that. Yeah. Yeah. Bigger than that. Yeah. No, I, th I think, I think in terms of total space, um, I think four to four or five, like Costco's. Yeah. I, I, now the thing that makes it seem even bigger is that the, the complex is so big that they're, they're not connected directly. You have to walk you have to travel a quarter times. mile, yeah. half mile to get from shooting sports over to where the exhibit, where all of the taxidermy and, and mm -hmm. outfitters it's are. It's almost like they built a massive venue and then they were like, shit, we need to go bigger. And they built another yeah. one. Uh, we need another one. space for this. <laughs> and they're like, surely this is enough. And then they <laughs> yeah. built an, and then they built an arena on top of it all. Yeah, there's like an arena, there's an ag. So this, it's clear, clear this is used for these kind of events all the time. But uh, what I was going to say was uh, usually you go to a show like this and like a corner of, of a big room is like 50, and that, those 50 vendors are your archery section. Yeah. Right? How many, how many vendors are in the archery section alone here? Like, um, dude, I mean, think about it. There's probably like six rows, I would say. And then the, the, there's the walls the whole way around, right? And then there's probably yeah. like six rows. Where it's just people back to back, so yeah, fifty to sixty, just for no, probably more. And here's probably the and here's the here's the, cat, the kicker: if you walk into some of the other vendor areas, mm -hmm. there are companies that could have just as easily fit oh hundred percent archery. They just yeah, you know, it's, it's more expensive than archery. Oh, we looked it up; it was eleven hundred. Oh, the cost and the different. demand and the demand is very high. So if you're not one of the people that are on there quick, and I think also if you've been in that hall. Like you get an option first to keep oh, your spot. Yeah, most certainly, I imagine. Before someone else can just come in and take it. Yeah. That way they'd have people bouncing all yeah. over the place. So if while you're at the vendors, like if you're at the show yeah. now, a lot of the vendors are in about the same area every single year. Mm -hmm. So it's nice for someone like me that returns every year to be like, okay, someone's usually over here. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. over here. Um, but yeah, the the demand for that hall is so high. Yeah. And in the price tag is is definitely higher as well. Yeah. So far, my least favorite of all of them, and and we're we're here to help and hang out with um with Vantage Point. Uh, they have their archery and their armory booths. So Vantage Point Armory booth is in the shooting sports hall. Mm -hmm. um, when they say hall, it's a ginormous it's like a Costco. That's a Costco. Yeah, that's a Costco full of guns. Costco full of, full of guns. Any guns, gun you want to buy, it's there's tractor. a huge NRA booth as soon as you walk through, the, and then it's every like it's it's enormous. That hall is my least favorite so far. Yeah, Aside from 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 vantage point, like I, and that's why we're here to hang out with these and help with these guys. It's so busy, and there's so many people, and it's so packed mm -hmm. with just a lot of uh, repetitive shit, man. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of stuff. I mean, there's a whole carnival in there, right? Like, there's all no, that sure. whole wall of just food trucks and yeah, yeah the other no side, elephant ears. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's, okay. it's, it's like it's almost mm -hmm. as if they took like. Well, and, and they did. I, I imagined. Uh, where do they have the state fair in Pennsylvania? Probably there. Uh, I don't know if there's a. Did we have county fairs? Oh, okay. Yeah. So a ton of county fairs. Because it seems like mm -hmm. they took county, like like or not county or yeah, county fair like concessions and yeah. just stuck them all inside. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, in one place. Yeah. 
that room is always to me my least favorite and where I probably spend the least amount of time because like you said, you can kind of get lost in there pretty quick. And there's usually the largest crowd because the parking is right outside that door. And then when you think of the overflow parking, it's across the street. Yeah. I mean, you have to walk Everybody. literally almost a mile from the parking garage where they bring you. Mm -hmm. If you don't get there early enough to get a parking spot, you just walk about a mile just to get in that place. And typically, you know, it's February, mm -hmm. Pennsylvania. It's pretty cold. We've had beautiful weather. Yeah. Uh, for this time of year, I saw yeah. you guys this time last year, it was negative 15 degrees. Yeah. And it was unreal. That's right here is about as cold as it gets where we live. Yeah, that's, it doesn't get colder than this. That'd be wild. A few, there's a few, a handful of times a year. Yeah, we'll, for a we'll few days or a degrees, week, but yeah, it'll not get common. the 20 and 30s, maybe colder with wind chill, but it's very rare. Yeah. Um, I would so, say the big for me, the wildest part of that place is the is the out like when we were leaving, all the outfitters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want to spend Un some more time there tomorrow. Unbelievable. I yeah. it's I like we know there's a ton of outfitters out there, but it's like to to fathom again. We're talking about a space the size of a Costco. And it's rows and rows and rows and rows of any kind of animal you want to hunt, any any state, yep. country, anything you want to do. Hundreds. Hundreds yep. of them. Or and you can go find you can go find a guide and they're all over the world. And what's wild is like that one booth with the elephant. Mm -hmm. You know, I've never been that close to an elephant head before. I think it's wild. It's massive. Yeah. But it's also like the amount of money in that booth. There's that all over the place. Yeah, like, that's there's a giant, so much money in this giant taxidermy booth, yeah. and it is absolutely gorgeous. Everything they they the gazelles running from a I bet you there's a wolf. That was a great. I mean, it's a crazy set. There's they had two piebald, a male and female piebald. Yeah, crazy. There's like a bunch. The, the, I I'll, I'll, I guarantee you, in terms of valuation, there there's multiple million dollars worth of taxidermy in that hole. Oh, for sure. There has to be. Yeah, Dude, I bet there's. I mean, some of those some of those mounts are tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Yeah, what do you think the elephant cost? That elephant, oh, I couldn't even imagine, dude. I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if they said that was one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, maybe, and maybe it's not. Maybe it was fifty. It, it reminded me of Ace Ventura. He's like, "This is a lovely room of death. <laughs> it's a lovely room of death." There's because it's like <laughs> it's all crazy looking animals. That, yeah, you know, like the elephant. I get it. I understand. I'm a hunter. I, I got you. But the elephant thing, and there's not, there's no reason on this planet that. I mean, other than starving to death, but I don't live in Africa. So if I'm starving right. to death, I'm not going to, but I'm not going to shoot. I, there's no way I could kill an elephant. There's no yeah. way. There's I've watched too many fucking documentaries uh, and yeah. I know too much about how their brains work. And yeah. I just couldn't do it. <laughs> but to stand there and look at it and, yeah. and like, I didn't, I mean, you know, they're huge, right? But to stand there and look at a, at a head of an elephant. Oh my God, dude. I can't, I can't. Impressive. It's amazing. There's an animal that big. I mean, wild, dude. It, it really puts you in place on like, yeah. what do dinosaurs look like? Right. You know? Yeah. Like, there's a, there's they a, look like chickens without hair. There's a yeah. particular breed <laughs> of, of elephant and they live in this, I forget that the area in, uh, in Africa, but they, they're like forest elephants. Mm -hmm. And um, the documentary I watched, they were just like, they had this, there's this big opening that they, the elephants have created over the years by knocking down trees, I think, and, and just clearing out this area where they can meet and graze and socialize. But they, the camera crew got there before they showed up. And it's crazy watching the tree line so thick. You can't see the elephants until they actually break through. And you're just watching this tree line and then just this giant of an animal just emerges and just one after the other until there's, 50 something, 60 something of these elephants. It's just wild. They're just huge fucking animals. Yeah. It's yeah. just wild to see. I mean, that thing had to have been bigger than this wall. It's behind you. It's at, Oh yeah. For, Cause it was the ears were fanned out. It was wild. You don't cut yourself. <laughs> it was a, do you want my pocket knife? Uh, okay. I got this for answering. <laughs> I got this big ass knife. Cause 
we didn't we didn't fly with guns. Yeah, yeah. I kind of thought about that last time I texted you guys, like, "Hey, don't shoot me." And I'm like, "Man, they probably don't have guns anyways because they flew." Well, I didn't see the point because I didn't, I didn't think you'd be able to take it in there. Oh, you wouldn't. absolutely can. Oh, can you? One hundred percent. It's an NRA event. Well, because <laughs> Trump Trump was there, so I, I didn't yeah. Know. Today I probably would not have brought my firearm today. Yeah, but Just typically we, we they didn't, we didn't fully, fly with them at all for that reason. Yeah, they fully are like, yeah, bring them in. Yeah, that's true. It is an NRA event. Yeah. I just didn't want to fly with it and then have to leave it in the truck all day mm-hmm. and worry about it being in the truck. And then, yeah, you know, I'm like, never going to wear it. I don't have mine because I let my uh, carry permit lapse. So, you know, <laughs> what's the carry permit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, it's getting recorded. You mean, dang it. You mean your constitution? Yeah. yeah That's your right as an American. <laughs> all right. It's your right and yeah. your responsibility. You know what's funny about that room, though, with all the, you know, outfitters and whatnot? That's always been kind of, actually probably my least spent time room because yeah. in all reality i'm probably never gonna book a hunt with any of them no. i'm not um, either i just want to go walk around and see it and then like you i'll probably won't spend much time there yeah come back. it's one of them ones where you go through it the first time you're here mm-hmm. and then you never go to it again. i wouldn't mind going to see because because I, I think that you could you could build a bucket list of things you want to do and it's yeah. like well if there's a guide doing this then that yeah. might be pretty cool to do but i would just tell them like how you, they're like how you doing today i'm like i got 800 bucks dude Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, all right, well, have a nice day. Because you know, you know you're not yeah. going to book anything yeah. for that cheap. What we, we could do, though, is network for some places, some high-end places that want to do classes as part of their clients. There you go. Yeah. You guys got definitely got flies to Africa to teach a whiskey class. Well, they're not all in Africa. <laughs> I don't know how we didn't get whiskey over there. So <laughs> They probably have something, right? I don't feel like getting the shots to go back to Africa. So uh, we'll just stick to the ones in the States. Yeah. There you go. Good point. I'm not going to do that either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had a milkshake. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was delicious. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. It, it, I, I really, you said it's soft serve. I think it probably, like, what, t- what, tell me the difference. Uh, the well, difference between a milkshake and soft serve? Well, I mean, their milkshake and soft. I mean, it, they came out of a soft serve machine. Yeah. If, if you look yeah. at the big, uh, if you look at the big containers of, like, Whatever it is, the concoction they're pouring into the machine, it says so soft serve on oh, 100%. it. 100%. It's a soft serve machine. Yeah. Of all the things, because I've been pretty strict on the carnival thing, of all the things for me to be like, man, yeah, uh, that was probably the, that was probably like six Reese's cups. I could have just, <laughs> yeah, whatever. You, you threw it all away. It's good though, but you got, you got your steps in. So, I mean, dude, that's true. I was going right? to look, but my phone is recording you. So I can't I'll look right now. See, uh, what got. see how many steps see. you got? My, my circle's just, like my circle six is, times. is fixed. Yeah. It says only 10,000. 10,000. Mine says 15,000, but I did walk around. You did walk a little more than you walked around because you were hanging out too at the booth. So, what is that? What do we, what 6.4 to... miles. So, we probably we, we walked at least four miles today inside of a building. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't so that crazy? That, that should tell you how big the show is. <laughs> <laughs> between primarily between just two exhibit halls. Yeah. We bounced between the, that's true. We didn't really, we didn't really go out the, the bathroom too much. Yeah, and, yeah. And you know what's funny court. too? Like, I'm sure they'll never hear this, so I don't mind talking about it. But the white teleadrenaline thing—that's mm-hmm. like, for me, that would be like if you're into celebrities and you got to meet a celebrity. That's the first time that I've ever, in the hunting space, been like, "This is really cool to be in front of these guys." Because, like, yeah. it, I mean, stuff's so—it's, yeah. I don't even know if it's still the same guys. I, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Like, because I haven't watched any of the new stuff really. But it's like that was really cool to to meet them. One of the only guys that wasn't there was Chancey. Mm-hmm. He's the, one of the other really main guys of White Adrenaline. Yeah, 
Because um, like, when did they start White Hell Drama? Dude, it's been 10 years probably. Yeah, it's been to. a long time. If not a little bit more that they started doing it. I remember yeah. when you could get, they did like one season, they or like, no, they put all the trailers on YouTube. And it's like, I can't tell you how many times that I've just watched trailers. Yeah. Because uh-huh. yeah. I don't have a DVD player anymore. <laughs> and it's crazy that that's the only way you can watch their content is on DVD. Yeah. But they're supposed to be going digital and then boom, they just dropped another DVD. I mean, if you think about it, it's how much does it cost to make a DVD today? And you know, people are going to buy it. Yeah. I mean, they had, they had a pre-sale for over a year mm. while they worked on this thing and sold tons and tons of copies. I, I was one of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I bought it pre-sale I because, DVD player, buy one. because he was making a great deal on it. And you know, you were getting a bonus disc if you pre, if you bought it pre-sale. Nice. So you had a whole nother disc. I was like, well, that's yeah. cool. you said it's like nine discs. It was seven discs. Seven. That's and crazy. Uh, 15 or 17 hours of content. That's nuts. Holy shit. And I got it for like 75 bucks. Yeah, how much like, they have to... Good for them. Do you know how much it would cost them to stream that? Oh, yeah. As opposed to... Uh, it's all profit. All they're doing is... Yeah. I mean, they put so they hundreds and hundreds of thousands of hours into editing that thing. Mm-hmm. Like it took almost two full years. Actually, probably more than two full years to put that thing out. I'm just gonna have to buy one around. I have to go find a DVD player on eBay or whatever. Yeah, dude, they're cheap. <laughs> Antique store, super cheap. <laughs> you have a gaming system? Right? I was gonna say yeah, yeah. PS5, no. Xbox. No, mm. yeah, I was gonna say you do that, but I have a PC. But like, I don't. I'm not gonna watch shit on my. Computer. I wouldn't now. Just go get a DVD player. I could probably stream it. Twenty to my bucks. TV. If I can figure out how to make an iPhone record a podcast, I think I could figure out how to stream a DVD from my computer. I think you could figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. But they, those guys are awesome. That was, I'm, I mean, I'm same shoes as you. Like the first year, kind of, you're almost like standoff. You don't want to approach them because you do, you know, think of them as the yeah. bigger guys in the industry. I mean, Jared Scheffler, like yeah. this dude, there's a freaking giant buck at the top sick. of this thing. Yeah. Cause I would that love sucks because he does interact really well yeah. with people at the show. Like he's always talking to people and whatnot. But this show will get you, I mean, almost every year will get you sick. I mean, there's yeah. just too many or, people coming through. I, I assume they've been here for the whole time, yes. right? Oh, so yes. This, is, this is, is, they're on day like seven. It's day seven. Yeah. They're them, probably yeah. And they've got to start off Saturday. So is it every day is as long as today was, I mm-hmm. surprised surprise they're not all sick. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. That's one thing that people don't understand that are, that are, that are hunters or in the outdoor space, but don't own a business in it. Like how much work goes into working an event. I mean, we've done three day events that are, 12, 13 hour days. And after three days, I mean, I, I don't want to talk to anyone because yeah. you repeat yourself all day, all day, all day. And if, to do it that long and the amount of idiots that come up, is this free? Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, but eventually you just accept it. There's people that come to shows and they get a bag and they just take everything that's free. Yeah. And that's the only reason they're there. Yeah. Which, you know, they're not going to do anything with it. Well, it's going to sit in the back of their truck for six months until they throw <laughs> it away. It's like, uh-huh. yeah. It, it's crazy. I mean, this show is definitely. Absurd. I mean, it's not for everyone either. There's people that come to the show and they think, hey, we're going to go do the Great American Outdoor Show because they hear about how big it is and the crowd and they do it one time and they're like, yeah, I'm never coming back because <laughs> I can't do that for 10 days I straight. Imagine on your feet all day. No way. A lot of companies now, I mean, you know, especially if they're not from around here, they, they get, you know, their pro staff or whatever, they'll come and they'll do in shifts, you know. Yeah. Um, so some guys will send, you know, four guys up for the first oh, five days, maybe, and mm-hmm. then another four guys for the last five days. Yeah. But there's a way to adrenaline guy. They're here the whole time. Every single year, they are here the entire show. Who's the guy I met? Uh, Danny. The taller guy with the yeah. gray hair. 
Yeah, he's one Was of the. Danny? Uh, I don't remember his name, but he's one of the cameramen. Um, yeah, we talked a lot about show. camera stuff, and uh, and I've heard stuff about him, and I can totally see it after talking to him why people would think certain things about him because he is very. Um, you know, like his story is the most important. Yeah, he just comes over like a little whiny on the on the DVD oh, sometimes, dude. like a little bitchy. I've rewatched it now that I've. But and you know, he seemed like a cool dude. Yeah, he's a cool dude. Yeah. Um, he spent in a, a 365, 300, how many days are in a year? 365. So he spent 367 days in Iraq. That's, that's so you don't have to pay wild. taxes on it. No, he was oh. employed in the oh, army. Oh, he was deployed. It, was, it wasn't a contract. It was no, he was in the army. 367 days. I it mean, was the first. That's wild. The first push. Uh, he was in the, like the first push into Iraq. Those dudes stayed over. Wow. Like time. you hear about that dude's doing full years in Iraq, but yeah. you don't really, you don't ever meet one. Yeah. You know, it's just like a rumor. That they didn't do it for very long. They, they, they identified pretty quick. I, I, I guarantee they lost a lot of people mentally. For that, I mean, that's a long time to be in yeah. that environment. I did almost eleven months in it, and that's yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think how long my buddy was in, I, I can't remember if it was 10, 10 or eleven months as well. And it definitely played a big difference. And yeah, uh, and you can tell just by talking to him. He's like, you know, he lives in a van. He has no kids, no wife, no nothing. Yeah, and uh, he's getting ready to go to Bali and spend four months in Bali, and that's then after wild. that, he's getting on an Alaskan fishing boat for three or four months. But he's just like, he's living the the single guy, like our right. age, single guy's dream, just going out and doing one adventure after another. Yeah, whatever. He doesn't yeah. have a house to time down. He doesn't care. And then I guess that's how he can film all his hunting shit. I guess. Yeah. Because yeah. he's, yeah. he's not doing anything else. It does his whole passion. But I wonder how much money they make. Because how often, when was the last time they released a DVD? They just released one brand new. I know. When was but the last time before that? Like two years. Yeah. So I bet you they do it years. and they make all this money and then they just. Yeah, I mean, for a little you, while. Think about it. You got to use all that money though into all the trips. I mean, they go tons of different states. Oh, yeah, but how much all the gas. You know as well as I do, they're not paying for a lot of that. Uh, they don't take any sponsors. Yeah, but I bet people are like, "You want to come here and hunt?" No, no, no. They're all public land. That's their whole thing. They're all public land. This is the first DVD that they posted. That's right. uncuffed. I don't know where they actually went and they were allowed to go get permission. I guess that's why I thought. I didn't, I thought they quit doing, I knew that originally they were, and then like public, the public land bow hunter guy, like it, they had a beef because they were taking, they were trying to basically do, what was his name? Oh, uh, I don't know. Which one? I, it's like a, it's another company and they, they only hunt public land. I can't remember what they're called right now. Uh, but they, they had a beef with them and that was the whole reason that I got into white tail adrenaline. Oh, oh, way back when you mean? Yeah. 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 I can't remember the company. There was definitely something there. I can't remember. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, they, they, uh, yeah, they've been doing it forever. No sponsors. I mean, they literally make all their money on these DVDs and that's yeah. what they use for. And it costs nothing to make, I'm sure. I'd imagine. But then again, when they first started, probably cost them quite a bit. Yeah. You know, I, it's, it's a cool lifestyle, but I don't know that I could do it. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's a lot of being on the banged, road. A lot. Banged up old vehicles, always breaking down all the yeah. time. Like, but I mean, just like, I love to hunt, but I, it, your whole life feels like a job. Yeah, it's feel. I think it would it would ruin yeah. hunting for me. Yeah. So Jared actually went through some of that um, in the course of making this DVD and the one prior to it, where you know for him it's even worse because once season's over, he would literally spend every waking hour editing through till the next season. So you yeah. know how many months straight he would edit and then get these out. 
and then have to start all over again. It was just like, well, it wasn't seven, fun anymore. 17 hours you said of content? This one, yeah. You know how many hundreds of hours oh, yeah. that has to be? Dude, it was hundreds of thousands of hours that he put into this. It's got to be. It's insane. I want to see what his workload, I might go talk to him around and see what his workload like, like how, how he sketched. Because we have, for instance, we have probably three hours of content for a, from a distillery that we went to. And I cannot wrap my mind around how to do the video because <laughs> it's all over the place. It's like, what do yeah. I cut out? What do I keep? What part's interesting? Yeah. It's like, it was interesting to me. And, it's, and I've told myself like, just do what's interesting to you. But then it's like, I don't know that people like what I like. And so for him to make, I think you should. I, got, I need to talk to him and be like, how do you, how do you just like decide this is what's staying? This is what's going. I think for them, uh, they just built their entire empire around a certain idea and a certain style yeah. that nobody else does. Yeah. And that's how they post it. And they're like, it. fuck it, we got a following. They're like, yeah. Yeah. Guys took on to it. It's it's very I mean if anybody has ever watched their DVDs, it's very fast action paced all yeah. the time. And if you haven't, go to YouTube and watch one of the trailers and you'll end up buying the DVDs. Yeah. Pretty intense. But yeah. then eighty percent of the show is always them fixing their fucking vehicles because they're driving around junk. Yeah. But you know, it's all part of the storyline. It's all real. Yeah. Like yeah. it's all something I want to go through. But you know, he's a cool dude. I talked to him again today. We've been that's like Austin's number one person in the outdoor. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, and I keep telling him, I'll get him on, I'll get him on. I have his phone number and text him, whatever. But he, the dude is so freaking busy. Well, aren't you plugged in? Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of a big deal. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know. I know you are. That's why you're here. Like, yeah, we're, exactly. we're trying to get off get off your celebrity name. <laughs> <laughs> you introduced some yeah. cool people today. We met a lot of people through you today. And uh, yeah, I tell you what, dude, like we always feel like outdoor shows, we should be vendors at it. But I think we got more accomplished in one day. Not be I think coming next year as, yep. as media and bringing yeah. some like mobile podcast gear and yeah. just walking around early in the morning and catching folks. Hey, man, you want to talk about it for a little bit? Uh-huh. A little 20, 30 minute snippets. Doesn't have to yeah. be crazy. So the thing too is like, how do you pick it? Cause we were walking around, we interviewed a few people today, but it's like a lot, like you were saying earlier, a lot of it's repeat shit. I mean, there's uh, 5,000 yeah. knife makers or yeah. that's, know. that was the thing with shooting 100. sports. It's like, all right, cool. Uppers turn around. Oh, fuck more uppers. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this cool. one has here's, a, has a Molon Abe sticker on it. Though. Yeah. Here's, here's some, here's some pistols. Oh, yeah. look at there. More pistols. Oh, more yeah. optics. Okay. I've seen like, it's how, very how many people are carrying Holo Sun optics here? All of you. Awesome. I tell you what, if you want to buy a whole sign, uh, that's the place to do it because they, the ones that I had, the one I have that I like, mm-hmm. I can't remember, they have weird bottle numbers, but I know what they look like. Oh, they $400. Round top. Yeah, I paid almost 400 for it. It's 256 at the show. No, really? I, I was thinking about buying another one because at that price, I'll put, I, I got plenty of handguns. I'll just, yeah. Yeah. For sure, yeah, I'll put yeah. a shotgun. I'm, a 256, that's a great price for a whole sign for yeah. the one that I have. You can get them. Uh oh. What happened? Is this still recording though? Yeah. Yeah. What does that mean? I don't know. I've never seen that before. So let's fix it. And is it a card right here? No. Just say record again. What did you do? What does that mean? We've never seen that. I've never seen this before. What'd you do? Well, uh, that's going. So as long as that's going, we're. Yeah. Okay. That's why our backup just went out Yeah, for, for those. <laughs> We're experimenting with a new setup. Usually we record everything over a um, online streaming service that we pay for. But now we've, we've 
because of the multiple camera setup, we're using a laptop and uh, using free OBS software. And I'm looking at it and the, the feeds are up and the audio levels are moving. So our backup just went out. So if, if you're listening this far and there's weird audio issues, we're probably going to post it anyway. So yeah. now you know why Send it. we're using a new setup to record everything and our backup just went out. So. Oh, well, whatever. Uh, I think we're good. that off. So, all right. We should be good. Just leave yeah. It. yeah. All right. We'll be fine. Cool. Yeah. I still see that ticking. So we saw Hannah Barron. Oh man. I got to catch up with her tomorrow. I missed her. Oh, you there. guys saw her without me. There's- I was jealous. She, she, when we saw her, it was like right before the show opened. Yeah. And it was her and two chicks walking around. And then yeah. some, some, some guy had introduced himself. Hey. And I was like, well, what's that mean? But it's like, what's funny is everyone, if you know Hannah Barron, uh, I'm sure you do. But, uh, uh, you know, you know what yeah. she looks like. So you know what you know. Everybody that uh, walked by that what like and someone's like that's Hannah, uh, yeah, and like everyone looked her in the face to see that it was her, and then went straight, yeah, straight, straight down. Dude. <laughs> Every yeah. single person, and I just sat there and watched dude, like dude after dude, even the even the Mennonites, the Amish people. You know what's funny like, though? Oh, that's Hannah. And they were like, everybody, everybody would do like their everybody would do their thing. Like there she is, and then immediately turn to the person next to me. You know, her dad fell out of a tree stand. Yeah. 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 It's everybody. It's, yeah. That's all I heard. All yeah. Yep. yeah. It's, it's funny. So okay. going back to what we were just talking about with the mobile gear stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have buddies that cover the show. They're, oh, there's okay. a, uh, I was like, what the hell is there's that? There's an outlaw motorcycle gang hanging out across the streets. So <laughs> yeah. Nobody's heard one of the motorcycles. Leaving. Yeah. It's the pagans and uh, their support club is over there. Yeah. Anyway. So the local guys, they have a podcast from this side of the state. Good, good friends of mine. They do it every year. They actually have a frame pack where they have their mobile gear hooked yeah. up to it. They have like all the headsets and with the mics on them and stuff. And then dude, it's actually pretty badass. but they do kind of what you're talking about. They go around, they literally hit the first day, maybe two super hard. Like they just go around and get all these interviews and then they do like a day by day even though technically they've recorded them all on day one. They yeah. act like they've recorded them throughout yeah. the whole week, even though they're not here. Yeah. And uh, they post like three interviews per episode. Mm. It's really cool. That's, cool. You, that's what I listened to on the way here, Yeah, which was neat because I was able to kind of like, I knew I was coming, but I was able to listen and probably catch, you know, 15 different vendors that they may yeah. have interviewed yeah. to see if something caught my eye. Caught well, my we were, we, we intend, there's a, a couple of big companies we'd like to talk to, but a lot of the, a lot of the folks we talked to were small businesses, guys new just getting started, yeah. new products who were just, just fucking excited to be there mm-hmm. and yeah. be, be in the same room as tethered or whomever, you know, pick yeah. someone just to be in the same building and room. Like they, they were really excited and they're fun to talk to because they're just genuinely happy to just mm-hmm. be in the same. What's funny about that too, is like the, you talk to like a major company, like how are you guys, how are you guys doing? And they're like, no, nah, I've only had a few sales. And then you talk to these new guys and they're like, dude, so much interest. So many people yeah. come and talk to me. We've talked to a lot of people, talk, 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 nothing about sales, mm-hmm. but they've just, they've made a bunch of, yeah. everybody likes what we're doing. They're going to give us feedback on this and that. And the other thing it's like, but but the problem is is like you have people like us, not us, but people like us come to them and they're like, "This is a cool new product. Give me one, and I'll yeah. and I'll make videos for you." It's like they don't yeah. have money for that. No, and so we obviously we don't do that. And just and they're so adapt. And you'll see, we'll have a YouTube video coming out with um, or just our time here. But you'll be able to watch a lot of the interviews that we did with these companies. And it's really cool stuff. I'm not going to put anything in there that's weird. It's all 
stuff that either we already know about and support or like yeah. cool stuff that we, mm -hmm. we're just blowing away. Yeah. Like the guy you introduced it, what was the name of that company? Hunt Arsenal. Hunt Arsenal, dude. Impressive. If you need saddle platforms specifically, mm -hmm. they have they have climb, cool climbing stick too. Yeah, they do. Uh, but if you need a saddle platform and you're trying to buy one, go buy that one. 100%. That's the coolest platform I've ever seen. Yeah, I've had two or three people that have been to this show prior to us getting here. It's like, you, I really need your opinion about this Hunt Arsenal. Sick. I'm like, I you didn't even know, know that, that name. until today. Didn't, never heard of them. Never. Did you know the guy or you just ended up talking to him? No, I just talked to him for half an hour before you guys got yeah. there. Mm -hmm. So that's the only way I knew him. He did a bunch of videos for me as well, like promo video type yeah. things. And I walked up and, you know, they were kind of showing me everything and I was extremely impressed. I can't believe like, you handed it to me. That's the that my yeah, my platform light it was light. blew me away that platform and what what are they they're cheap they're, they're not bad they're three hundred bucks three hundred bucks and and yeah. you can buy a tethered platform for three eighty and they weigh twice as much and mm -hmm. they don't collapse down like that and they're bulky. bulky as shit yeah his has uh, the clip idea genius the belt clip. yeah, yeah that's really smart because you know how because I see people walking around with saddles with their platform attached to them and it's always like paracord this actually has the clip that fits on the webbing of almost any saddle mm -hmm. and I could see those saddles actually riding well on your hip like 100%. not yeah. bouncing all over the place yeah. and not yeah. being bulky and it's not heavy it doesn't have any, enough yeah. weight to want to swing around and move yet. yeah mm -hmm. and if you're interested <clears throat> excuse me in a uh, saddle setup where this episode comes out on Monday so this weekend, if you're local to Charleston, we will be at Seaweed and we are going to give away a brand new tethered saddle setup. You have to buy your own sticks and platform, but we're, we got the saddle. Dang. It's like a five, six hundred dollar uh, setup. So, you know, oh, shit. you should come check, her out. check us out. But anyway, motorcycles. Maybe, um, maybe I need to buy a ticket, come down, try to win it. You should come hang out in Charleston. Just get a flight, man. All you need is a flight. We got you the rest of the way. <laughs> Especially if you want to work the booth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, we're, doing, we're, we're getting ready to do the same thing. We're getting ready to spend three days in a booth. So, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Out in a tent outside. I will say, coming from a first-person perspective, last year I worked this show. Mm -hmm. And that's the first time I've ever done it. All the other years I've been, you know, media or just a consumer. 10,000 times better walking around. 100%. Yeah, 10,000 yeah, yeah. times yeah. better. When you're stuck at that booth, there is no leaving. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. Especially days like tomorrow, you'll see how many people are coming through there. Saturday. When it starts crazy. to heat up on a Saturday and Sunday, like it is brutal. Yeah. You, you can't leave. There's like that gun hall that you guys might be in tomorrow for a little bit. That's what, six, seven, eight people deep in every single row. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. they're shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. And my problem with walking, because it's so far away, I am not a slow walker. Mm -hmm. Like my wife's always like, can you slow down? I'm like, yeah, sorry. But like there, just walking behind looky-loos, trying uh -huh. to get somewhere. It's like, step. Dude, there's zombie yeah. hordes. It's is what it reminds me It reminds me of. me of casinos. When you go to a casino, people are just uh, sitting there like, yes. That's what it reminds me of. Like there's nothing going on. They're just literally just step by step walking yeah. through I don't know. It, the show is crazy. The concept's crazy. The event, the amount of stuff. If you want to buy anything, well, I'll tell you this because we're, we're we've been talking about some you know Kentucky property stuff. But uh, one of them was like an outdoor a furnace, basically mm -hmm. a wood burning furnace that's fuel efficient that can heat your house yeah. and your, and your driveway if it snows and all this stuff, hot water, everything. So I'm over there talking. They had those there. There yeah. was more than one. There was more than one. <laughs> yeah, selling twenty thousand dollar. They have an outdoor heaters. Like out, they have a hall that's called, it's called outdoor lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And so it's all like 
uh, cabin log cabin builders. Yeah, that's where the furnace thing came through. Yeah. It's cooking stuff. It's yeah. grills. They had, they they had steel there. Tractors, yeah. steel. Yeah. Zens, one dollar per can of tiny yeah. tiny homes. Um, all kinds of stuff out there. Dude, it's, it's crazy. Wild. This is the show. Like, <laughs> if you wanted to do anything outside of your house mm-hmm. and you had any interest at all, no matter what it was, it was gardening. Yeah. You could come here and find somebody mm-hmm. that you would interest you. Yeah, I mean, sure. which is wild. People here selling paracord. Like that's the the realm of you know possibilities that this place <laughs> offers you. Dog leashes, dog bones. Like, yeah, dude, there's everything here. What kind of paracord did it? Was he talking about that? Had, it's a metal cord on the inside. What's that called? I don't know. So that was actually Amstel. Amstel. So yeah, I've never heard of that. that. Really? So I, can okay. you explain it? Because I can't explain because I've never. Heard, I, I know what so, it is now, but I can't explain. Am still pound for pound has like better breaking ability than actual steel. Pound for pound, it's incredible. Um, it's basically just a woven fiber type that people use now because the, you're never going to break it. I mean, yeah, you're, you're just never going to break it's it. It's the size of paracord, and it's basically like a steel rod. Yeah, they have a ton of different sizes, right? So his was very, very small. I can't remember if he said it was four millimeter or what it was, but it, he yeah. had it. It was a, an interior am steel wrapped in some kind of, um, dang it, I can't remember the cord. But it was wrapped. That's yeah. why I didn't feel like am still like tree, tree resistant. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna yep. scuff up the wrapping. Yeah. So if you think about Amsteel. your saddle, yeah, the bridge on your saddle, yeah, is am still. Oh really? Yeah. I don't know that either. Yeah. So I've never even heard of that until today. Yeah. I don't really look at it's, stuff made it, up. Well, the reason <laughs> the only reason I do is because everything basically now saddle wise is gone. Yeah. Am still like yeah. all the ropes that you'll see more or less on sticks and stuff are am still. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are doing that because it's extremely, extremely strong. Yeah. Yeah. And it's you know. super safe. The time, cause like I'm watching him tie it and I'm like, he's like, you got to go over and under and then cross and then go yeah. back and then wrap it around. And, and I'm like, I'm just going to stick to the ratchet thing. And then mm-hmm. talking to people today and they're like, those bust all the time. Yeah. And it's like, that makes me a little nervous. Mm-hmm. I mean, not so much saddle hunting cause you're super safe. You're, you're attached to the tree basically. Right. But it would still would suck if your platform broke underneath you. Sure would. Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do? You're going to eat a tree. Like, <laughs> and, and not only that, what if you're the guy that hangs your platform two feet above your last stick? True. And you've already tied in. You making you, fun of me? No. <laughs> but this is, this is the conversation I had with Austin mm-hmm. because this happened to him this year. I had a conversation with him. I said, dude, you're not repelling. What if you were up in there and you were tied in? Right. With very little slack and your platform dropped. How are you getting to your stick? Yeah. How are you shimmy. releasing pressure? Wouldn't be able to because I still run knots. Right. You have a Prusik knot. I'd be stuck. I'd have to cut it and like, and then good luck. Tend to be a bear. Good luck cutting am still. Have you seen that? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> right. I wouldn't be able to cut it. <laughs> that's a good point. It's a great point. It would be, it would be. Everything's aim still except the thing I'm standing on. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Does that make any sense? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's, I was super impressed with it. Like somebody who's, who's, so I bought a saddle today. I've never, I, I, other than trying it on there, which welcome to the club. As soon as, as soon as I lean back to get him on it, as soon as I sat into it and then I kind of almost like you're pulling down your pants, you put your fingers in those loops and pull it down. I was like, 
why haven't I been doing I've, this? I've been trying. I will, yeah. I, it, I will still have to sit in regular tree stands out with my kids, you know, and in properties where we're maybe it's just easier, but I will spend a lot of time in this. Where did I buy mine at? Where were where we at? We were at, uh, oh, we were in, we were in Georgia. In right. Georgia at the, yeah. uh, the, the other great American outdoor show. Who did, the, uh, <laughs> it was, it, that's, the, that's the Georgia outdoor network. Yeah. They're, uh, they're gone. Some, yeah. Something. So we, we were there and crew and I had never, I, I knew people saddle hunted, but I had never talked to anyone or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so cruiser would just happen to be like three booths down from us. I walked over there and I was like, show specials. Like what's going on? And they had me sit in it and I was like in love. Yeah. And, uh, and so I've been saddle hunting since then. I've been trying to get him to do it and even like going to Kentucky and I'm not one to pressure somebody into doing something, but I'm like, just take mine tomorrow and go hunt with it. And he's yeah. like, I'm not going to figure out how to saddle hunt in the dark. First like, time. Yeah. yeah. First time. But I'm like, honestly, dude, we can walk outside right now. I can show you how to use it. It's really, but it's like, as soon as you learn how easy it is to do it. And if, if I were you, you already bought ropes, but I would go ahead and get, what are those things called? The, the slide release things instead of the knots. Yeah. Like a rope in. Or a Kong duck. Kong duck. It's an yeah. ascender, basically. Yeah. Ascender. It's a, it's a, yeah, yeah. Go it's ahead and can Go ahead and do it. Because my worry with those was that I would pull it and and it would run out of rope and I'd die. I didn't figure that you could just tie knots at the is bottom. That, is, it the thing, <laughs> is it the thing that <laughs> I, uh, yeah, the, I tightened it and then I yeah. just pulled it out? Because out. when you're saddle hunting and you're leaning back or whatever yeah. and you want to sit up real quick, if you're doing it, you have to sit up and support your own weight and then loosen that knot mm-hmm. and slide it up and then pull it again and then you can sit oh, back. That. Where I, that thing, you can literally just like hop up and pull and you're, and you're, and you're you done. You can pull yeah. yourself nice and Yeah, nice sure and too. I mean, yeah. you have to put some yeah you gotta sit up, up a little bit while you're doing yeah. it but i uh one of the first things i got rid of was all the prusik knots because prusik i was knots. i was so sick i of can't ever prusik knots. yeah like just getting balled up and tight and you know you're really struggling with them yeah and yeah i've i've worked tenders you know i've i've used tenders where it's just the one hand yeah. tight mm-hmm. and loosen them and whatnot but i got rid of all of them and went all mechanical and i yeah. i understand the safety features behind I don't feel like going it's more safe because of the quick adjustability. I think that's, that's kind of how I feel. I love them. Yeah. You know, I, and I, I don't see them breaking cause they, the way they're made, if they break, they would break locked. They wouldn't right. break open. Right. So, most, most climbing gear, I think, and I'm not in big in the climb, but I believe a lot of climbing gear is designed to fail safe. Yeah. I mean, with the exception, term. with the exception <laughs> of fail safe, you know, a regular old carabiner yeah. if that breaks it. And this stuff is all, yeah. it's all climbing gear. It's and that was the new. Point, right. That's mm-hmm. the stuff we were talking about yeah. earlier today is like, you know, the, the saddle industry has, has exploded in the last five to 10 years, but the technology and the methods that are being mm-hmm. recycled or yeah. it, it, it's all grounded in just regular climbing. Like, so, and yeah. that's been around for decades. I mean, hundreds of years. When you one stick, do you just drop the stick? No. What do you do with it? Whenever I uh, like before you were coming out, yeah, yeah. So what I do is I will uh, basically get everything prepared to rappel down, and then I'll I'll rappel to my stick, pop it off the tree, tie okay. it all up, and I have a hook on the back of my saddle, and I okay. hook it right on the back of my saddle, and I rappel down, and then when I hit the ground, I just pull it off, throw it on my backpack. See, I couldn't fathom my ropes away the rappelling part because I couldn't figure out where you would put the where you would tie. But I realize now that it's just the same as an anchor on saddling, just the ropes longer. And then I, I guess you have a line attached to it. So when you get to the bottom, you can loosen that knot. Does it ever get hung up and stuff and be a huge? You can. Yeah. You, you have to really work with it. Yeah, like I've had three moments in the last three years I've been one sticking 
that I've almost had to climb back up and get my yeah. stick. So the, the key to it, you'll find out like you just don't want to set your rope up for failure yeah. whenever you're going to pull it down. Because what I use now is a, a knot tied to the edge of a, an oval steel link. Mm-hmm. Like that thing with the, you know, the little spinning gate yep. on them. Um, so basically what you do is you tie off like a Dynaglide rope, mm-hmm. something that's not stretchable, and you tie it right behind that knot. So then all you're doing is pulling the tag into the rope through that oval. You're not untying a knot. The knot's permanent. I mean, you're pulling the knot loose. You're pulling the knot. Not the knot, but you know It's pulling the the, the link. Yes. Oh, I see. Yeah. So there's a couple tricks to it. From the bottom, what you can do is you can take, before you even do anything, you take a tag into your rope Mm -hmm. and give it a couple whips and Uh, that'll loosen loosen it it. from the tension of you coming down the tree. And then the other part of it, how you get it from never really getting stuck is you always get like an extra five, 10 feet on that little dyno ride rope. That rope is one millimeter. Yeah, if it's, that, it's, like it's, it's what super, you pull your super thin. Yeah. Like, like, like people yeah. use paracord, but I don't really like paracord. I like yeah. something like this dyno a little better. It's again, better breaking. Is there's retractable, like in a no. reel. You just have this. No, it's just bundled up. It's just, you, you take the figure eight between your thumb and your pinky. Yeah. And you just, boop, boop, boop. and I mean, it takes a little bit longer, but I think I have 40 foot of it. And dude, I mean, it packs down to absolutely nothing. You can yeah. put it in your pocket and walk away. But what's nice is you get away from the tree. Yeah. As far as you can. And you give one good, strong yank. And I actually came up with an idea this year because that, that rope's thin. Like it'll dig into your hands when you're pulling with tension. I'm like, why don't I just grab a stick that's laying in the woods and wrap it around this thing and pull on the stick? What if you yeah. did? What if you wrapped it around one of those kite handles? Absolutely. You could do anything. Yeah. Dude, you no, could do anything. And I've never thought about that. So I still haven't done it. I made, a, I, I made a deer tear on my this year with 550 cord and a piece of scrap PVC. Yeah. I had this big, just ran it through there and t- tossed it in my bag. And when I killed that doe um, at the end of the year, just wrap it around and just, yeah. just pull it behind. Mm-hmm. Super. It's just easy. A stick yeah. would work just as fine. Just but as I, fine. I will say repelling is probably the the coolest. That's what I'm going to do this year. I'm going to get way to get down. I'm going to give him my sticks and platform and he can learn on those. And then, um, yeah, I'm going to want, I got to buy one stick. Yeah. It's the way to go in my opinion, but you know, it's, there's a learning curve like anything, yeah, you know, yeah. first time you use sticks in a platform, I'm sure well, I'm super comfortable with sticks in a platform. Yeah. So Once all you get we got to learn is the taking the one stick, like climbing up and mm-hmm. I still, I know as soon as I do it, I'll figure it out. But like how, I, when you step on the top rung, like mm-hmm. how do you reach down? And I mean, I'm sure I'll figure it out. Yeah. So the best way to do it, like once you make your first move, right, you climb to the top, you have your rope that goes all the way up around the tree, get as high as you possibly can. Like as high up as you can. You run a lineman rope or you're running the... I'm running your main you're running the tether okay. rope, right? Your main tether rope, it goes around the tree, mm-hmm. comes down and it goes into what I use as a Mad Rock Safeguard, which is just, again, a mechanical... Somebody else told me that. I wrote place. it down, Man Rock Safeguard. I wrote yeah, it down. Mad Rock Safeguard. Mad Rock. Um, and there's a couple other options with that too, but that's my favorite. It's the easiest one to run. So that's hooked in. And then from there, you have a carabiner that runs through it. And it hooks into your bridge. Okay. Right. So you're hooked up to the tree. At that point, you could technically hunt, right? Do you use a handbrake or you just, you no, behind it's your back? All, everything's in there. You use your hand yeah. when you're coming down, okay. right? But everything, you have the brakes all built into the bad rock. Uh, okay. So as you climb up, you pull slack out of it, it tightens. It will not come back down. There's a little handle on it. You have to pull all the way around. And as you loosen that handle, that'll 
let rope out gotcha. slowly. Right. So you get completely hooked in, you're ready to go. And all you do from there is once you kind of get where you don't do it like fully standing up, you give a little bit of slack to where you can almost like crouch. Mm-hmm. And then you just swing to the side of the tree, wrap your leg around the tree, reach down. And usually on the one sticks, they have like a loop that you can grab, grab that loop, pull up, that'll jar the stick free. And then you reach down and grab your rope out of usually people use cam cleats. Mm-hmm. So it's a real quick pop it out of the cam cleat, grab your stick, step into the tree, take a full step, extend your legs away, put the stick back up, drop into the tree. So what you do is you're using your rope until you get as high as you can. Uh, you're using your rope to hold the stick as the on the tree. Yeah. And then you can let go hands free, grab your amp still, run it around, run it back through the cam cleat, step away, yeah, hold the stick down tight, climb up, mm-hmm. rinse and repeat. It sounds like a lot. It does. And I think anyone that's listening that doesn't saddle hunt is like, fuck that. Yeah. And it, and it, and <laughs> but it's, do, it's, but it's not. It's dude, not. It's, well, I can tell you just from the saddle hunt, like there's 30 steps to get up a tree. But in reality, it's like this. It's like two steps repeated over and over again. Yeah. And so, and it's like, so you try to explain how you climb the mm-hmm. tree because uh, I mainly use a lineman's rope all the way up. And that's why it's, it's, yeah, it's frayed because I've been dragging it up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, See me personally, when I climb, what I like to do and I felt is the quickest way and probably the safest. Um, and there's different ways you can do this too, but the best way to do it for one sticking to keep it quiet and safe is whenever you get that on and you go to make that next move, you put your foot into your, your two-step, three-step eight or whatever it is. And you grab your tag end rope and you hold on to your stick. And as you take that first step, pull that slack mm-hmm. out of that rope. You basically, you want to get your mad rock above your platform. Okay. Without hitting your platform. Because if you don't, when you step up, your mad rock is going to clank off your platform. Yeah. Metal on metal. Yeah. Right. That's what we try to avoid. How many aiders do you have? I'm a two-step aider. I think three is wild. I don't know how you would reach that high. Three is cool for your first move. Yeah. After that, it's pointless yeah, because no, you no, can't no. get the stick high enough yeah, in the tree yeah. to where you need a third step when you're moving between moves. Yeah. I think but a one-step is funny. If, if you're one-sticking, two steps, ideal. Okay. I'm telling you it's ideal. And they're short. They're you know 15-inch steps. Is what oh, I okay. use. I like 15 inches. Usually there's a little bit of a play. Is, is it like theirs where it's uh, two ropes coming down? Or mm-hmm. yeah. Mine is, uh, <laughs> funny enough, mine's not rope. It's actually, it's, uh, what's it called? Webbing. Oh, okay. It's one inch webbing. Yeah. But it gives it, you know, it's like layered a few times. It gives it real nice beefy to it. So it doesn't like collapse. And the other thing too that I learned and for those who don't know what aiders are, it's uh, on if you imagine a, a climbing stick, which is basically an ex, uh, really wide H, and so like you're stepping on the face of the H, and then there's a long bar, and then you're stepping on the top face. So an aider is basically a rope that comes, or some kind of material that comes down off that to give you another step. So he's got two more yep. rope steps underneath this thing. Um, and what always made me nervous about it is because I always thought like, how do you get your like it sits against the tree, but he was explaining today you want to get that rope like in the middle of your foot, you toe hook it, and you, yeah, yeah, you stick your toe into the tree, yeah. And so I'm like, okay, well, there was a knowledge gap that I didn't understand because mm-hmm. I've never done it, but um, way more safe than I thought. Oh yeah, guys now are doing some crazy shit where they're they're taking like zip ties and they're zip tying them on the bottom, like on your bottom step. Wow, and they're just leaving the tag end loose yeah. so that zip tie will 
hit against the tree and it keeps, keeps your, it back. It keeps it away from the tree. Interesting. Yeah. That way you don't have to tow. Do you have it. do you have a preference of uh tree species? Yeah. I, I would say you climb pines anymore. That's what I really want. I've climbed pines. I try they to suck. Yeah, I've climbed suck. I've climbed pin oaks. There's nothing worse than a pin oak. Yeah. Hey, there's branches like crazy. Yeah. Um personally, if I'm climbing, I like maples, oaks. Okay. You know, you're like a like a hard, soft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could climb anything with that. That's what's nice about like stuff. climbers. I would only really climb pine trees Same. because I want that. You get all that, that good that, soft that, bite. That, that bite. Yeah. I want yeah. to dig into the tree because I don't yeah. trust it. They're scary as fuck. Yeah. But um, with the saddle, dude, I'm comfortable in almost any oak tree. I don't really climb pines anymore. Yeah. I could climb anything in that. With that and stick. I, said, That's what's I think nice. you said you didn't like the pines because everything got sticky. Well, I mean, that's another reason too, but yeah. it's also yeah. like, I don't. I, I don't like it. They make a mess. They're noisy. Mm-hmm. You climb, I mean, there's shit falling off all the time. You guys have different pines than we do. That's true. That's yeah. totally different. Our pines. pine bark is this big. Yeah, I know. It's insane. It and scrapes I, right off. I talk to people in the south and they're like, I would never want stick. It's so noisy. And I think I'm like, your, your pine trees are like our palm trees. Like, there's dude, they're super smooth. They're super smooth. Like yeah, we don't have that loud, Ours crunchy bark. That's like, like those windows right there. That's what the bark's like. Yeah. <laughs> These huge it, chunks. It wasn't until I was in Florida this past couple weekends, whatever it was ago, that I realized what we're talking is, about. What we're, yeah, yeah. Like why do people always complain that one sticking is so loud? Yeah. I'm the quietest climber I've ever been in a one stick and I can't figure it out until I was sitting down there and I'm leaned up against one of the tree. And every time I lean up against, yeah. and then it falls and it's, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, uh, huh. And the problem is where sense. we hunt is they, well, all the public land down here, they control burn and it, Makes they, it they started too late. So the only thing that lives is they, they're supposed to control burns so that the oaks will grow, but they, they didn't start doing it until recently. So all of our mature trees, a lot of places that we go hunt, it's, it's, it's just a huge national all yeah. pine trees, all yeah. pine trees. Like there's, there's no oaks in there. It's wild. And that's a big hunting tip in South Carolina is find the oak trees because it's like, you know, that's mm-hmm. by the acorns. Yeah, right. sure. those yeah, but it's, it's very, that's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you'll walk for miles and not see an oak tree. Yeah, we have oaks everywhere here. And it's not a thing. Everywhere. Either. And now, I mean, yeah. now they're starting to cut them all. It's going to be a lot less oaks, but yeah, you know, there's still a ton of oaks. I'm just really oaks. excited about the flexibility of not like, being able to uh, go dude, where you want. The problem is once you get comfortable with it, like I said, I don't know who I was talking to today, but I was like, I can't even get, I can't even, I can't even do a normal stand anymore. I'm mm-hmm. so nervous. Cause I never did the safety line ever. It's just, yeah. I don't care. But it's like now I, if I'm hunting somebody's tree stand, I'm probably going to bring my saddle with me and hook yeah, into the that's tree. What I do. <laughs> because it, I'm so nervous, man. I, I like, I, I would rather use a climber than, yeah. than to use a hang on stand. And even, that's nuts. To even say. if I'm sitting in the, and using the stand the way it's intended to lock on ladder stand, whatever I am 100% every time wearing my saddle and still hooking yeah. it. Even if I'm, above my head and I run it down yeah, and then just hook in right at my lap. Yep. I'm still wearing my saddle. Yeah. And every once in a while I'll stand up and tighten that thing up and I'll just stand like a normal and saddle. It's like when yeah. we hunt in Kentucky, Rocco people fucking hang on. He'll, he'll love put you, Rocco. three lat yeah, I love you. I don't know. You put like you put hang on you scare like the suck out of me, dude. <laughs> he, he'll do three three sets of like the you know the ladders you bought the the, the sticks yeah. that you buy there. Well, I mean, I don't know, 20 feet. I don't know how yeah. tall they are. They're typically 20. So he'll put two or three up and then, oh God, no. and then the very top rung, that's where the platform is. So you have to climb up and then hold onto the tree to get to the top. And then you sit down and you're 40 feet off the ground on one 
tape, and like what he, one one hand cranked, and he's like, "Good to go." He's such a he's such a big, lovable teddy bear. I I don't th- I think he forgets sometimes that ninety nine percent of people are not as tall as him. Yeah. So yeah. his spacing between like I'm trying to get yeah. one leg up to the Dude. next. <laughs> also, these aren't like the sticks that you put up against a tree and they're eight foot section. No, no. Steps, so they steps. don't fit. Right. And, and the other problem too is like, yeah. dude, when we, when I filmed that big ass Bucky shot, yeah. this tree, so it's an oak tree that split. So it's got two, it's like the, the base it's, I don't know, as wide as two refrigerators. <laughs> and then it, it splits off and it's a refrigerator refrigerator. <laughs> and so he's got, yeah. he's got a set of like, saddle hunting sticks to get mm-hmm. you up to the base and then it steps over and you have to stick your foot in the crevice of the two cracks and then wow. swing around and climb up another set of saddle hunting sticks another set of saddle hunting sticks and then at the top he has a, has a fucking a ladder like a 20-foot ladder and you're climbing up there and then the hang on <laughs> and then he put two hang on so i could film and so i have to get on his hang on and then the one i'm filming on is is five feet above so i'm standing on the seat of oh, his hang on holding onto the tree and i'm like get put my leg up as high as i can get and just like lunging up and uh, dude nope. i climbed up there was and i was like Rocco, i'm gonna tell you this if you don't kill this fucking thing tonight i'm not doing this again there's no way i'm climbing this tree <laughs> but yeah coming down in the dark <laughs> yeah. took me forever uh-huh. because the, and the whole time like when i got down I, like the next day i was sore i felt like i had done a workout just Climbing down out of a tree, <laughs> hanging on for like dear life. Ladder here, ladder here, and you got to kind of like squeeze against, and then a wall climb. It's like, dude's nuts. Nope. Yeah, saddle hunting is is the key. And you know, we have some people that don't like us, and uh, one of their big things is is they're always like saddle hunting's for losers, and it's a trend, and blah blah blah. It's like, Let's try it. You got to try it. You yeah. just got to try it. Try it. You got to get up there. You got to get one. They're expensive now. That? Still, I don't, know. <laughs> I don't want to. The ones that stole our name, I'll call them out. I'll call them out right now. The ones that stole our name and changed it a little bit. Yeah, uh, really? and then they sell. Never mind. I don't want to give it away either. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to give them any. I don't want to give anybody reason yeah. to go look them up and give them exactly. That's fine. Exactly. But <laughs> fuck them. I don't care. Um, yep. I don't know. Fuck them is the correct. <sighs> It works. You know what I mean? Send it. Um, but yeah, it's like saddle hunting is definitely the way to go. And I feel way more secure doing it and it, getting into it. You think it's scary. It's sketchy, but it's not. It's so really safe. Not. In fact, that I have Washingtonian palm trees in my backyard. They are like go to a parking lot and those big ass lights in the parking lot. They're probably 30 feet above that is where the fronds are. And so I, you can't get a bucket truck back there. So every time I pay somebody to cut the palms, they have to, they climb up and they have spikes and they mm-hmm. have a lineman's rope and they climb up and they cut it all. And I've already, I'm going to do it myself. That's how much I trust the saddle because it's like, what's the difference in climbing 10 feet and climbing 80? I don't know that it's 80 feet. It's probably at least 60. Yeah. But what's the difference in 10 and 60? Uh, if I fall at 10, I'm going to slam into the tree because I'm hooked to it. If I fall at 60, I'm going to slam into the tree because I'm hooked to it. But being able to rappel down, that's going to be a blast to be able to <laughs> drop 60 feet out so, of the sky. So you're actually going to have to rappel twice. You realize that? Yeah, that's right. Because they're 30 feet. I just, yeah. You're right. I just, so, you know, and I don't know. Yeah. That may change my mind. You Basically, what you can actually you can do, I it. could get two ropes and I could do 30 feet up, put a rope. If you stage one. Yeah, you stage one on the way. I could. That's what I'll do. I was gonna say you could do that, or all you would have to do is literally 
rappel to damn near the bottom. Make sure you tie a knot in your rope, by the way. Um, rappel damn near to the bottom of your rope and then just take your platform off your back, put it on a tree, stand on it, take your linesman's Good belt point. out, Good put point. your linesman's belt yeah. on, pull your rope down because yeah, a palm tree, there's no, there's no limbs. Yeah. There's so nothing what's in the way. great about that, whenever you climb a tree with no limbs, you pull that, the whole thing comes falling shoo, straight down to where right I'm to at. You. Yep. Yeah. You would grab Let your rope, ask you this. tighten you it back up. Would you, would you do it? No, because I'm not climbing that high. <laughs> <laughs> what, would I feel safe yeah. doing it? What if yeah. I told you it cost me a hundred dollars per tree to get it trimmed? Then would you do it? We're talking a great total. Cut of the trees down. Just be safe, man. I can't do their pretty. Whiskey and Whitetail is going to yeah. be a, a solo podcast with a, I, I, with a really I nice think, life insurance. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I think I you could sponsor extremely. <laughs> I, hope there's, I hope there's an afterlife so I can listen to you do Whiskey and Whitetail by yourself. <laughs> it's just a sad and fucking depressing. Like, <laughs> hey, guys. Thanks, uh, thanks for another week. Matt's still on permanent vacation. <laughs> Matt's still on assignment. Um not coming back. I would so. trust your equipment to do it, though. I think I trust the equipment, and I think it's more going to be fun than anything. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is, is I got to do do it twice, yeah. and I don't know that I'm. I think I'd rather just pay somebody two hundred bucks. Well, the nice part is, once it. you do it once, and you do it, and you're like, I don't want to do that again because that's a lot of effort climbing that high. The other thing, because it would be that'd be a lot of moves. The real content, like oh, to yeah. be able to make content, not not real like R E A, but R E E L, to be able to make make the content like you know it's it's july or whatever and I'm, i mean <laughs> and this saddle think of it this way there's, 60 feet of a palm tree. there's no better practice for one sticking yeah your life depends on it at that point well, well that <laughs> but like you're gonna do that move 12 13 times to get to the top of a 60 foot I'll if you think about pro. six feet per move on average yeah. right your first moves about eight probably from the ground I might start get a little higher. Yeah, you're going to figure some shit out. I might start from a ladder. Could do that too. Make it even sketchier. I'll go 10 feet up a ladder and then start there. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you're you're still definitely going to figure stuff out because you're going to make a ton of moves. I might do it only because I know it's going to stress my wife out. I guarantee you, like, she's listening to this right now and she's like, she's going to text me and be like, don't do that. It's $200. Just pay someone to do it. But I I think it's, I think it'd be a challenge. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to think about it. Um, So, a hint like a, a tip also whenever you do that whenever you get to the top of your step right your stick it's well before you answer before you continue should i learn how to repel then or should i practice somewhere else you should probably practice <laughs> <laughs> i get stuck 60 feet up yeah. i'm like fuck i forgot the. i don't know how to <laughs> those mad rocks can be a little temperamental oh, okay. sometimes okay. like because when you first do them you're gonna you're gonna yeah. jolt Right, yeah. you're not going to get a perfect little smooth. Ooh, I'm Batman. Oh, that there's days you get the Batman. Like, Batman. Yeah, like <laughs> I've I've kicked off and repelled like Batman down a tree, and then there's days where I I drop two feet and you're holy yeah. shit. I mean, you're holding on. Oh my god, just die. But yeah, yeah, you mini die. Well, I guess if times. something fucks up on the repel, you're screwed because you're not attached to the tree anymore. What do you mean? Do you stay attached to the tree when you repel? Yeah. What do you mean? I can't just jump out of the tree. No, I mean like you, you, like you stay. Are you attached in any other way? Like, oh no, you're just yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You're just attached to the rappel rope. So if the rappel rope like slides down the palm tree, you're sliding. It's not going to. It's not going to. But yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And also the palm tree grows it like this, Uh like a a weird (laughs) dick. You know, it's a little, a little. That actually could be an issue. Yeah, because then I can't touch the tree. 
right? Oh yeah. That's, that's actually a good point. That's a good point for when you do repel too, because uh, yeah, you gotta pick a straight tree. Well, no, not always. No, you just you can get a gay tree. Let your go gay as you want. Let your let your body do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. You as gay as you want. Just let your body understand. You just let it happen. Just let it happen. Just let it. Happen. And I've heard. Yeah. I've heard. <laughs> you just let it happen. Yeah. You just let it. Happen. It's better to let them finish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But uh, yeah, so what I do is I get to the top after I do my little trick where I get my mad rock above my step. And when I get to the top before I pull my rope up, because I don't like that, I throw my lines and fell on. Yeah, okay. It just makes things quicker and safer. Yeah. Throw my lines and fell on. Even if I'm not unattaching my rope, I, I still do it and I run my rope up as high as I can. Because then you're not holding yourself up and then trying to pull your rope up as high as you can. You, you have the lines and spell holding you. And yeah. you can hands free, just pull your yeah. rope up and then retighten. And I will take your lines. When I off. first started saddle hunting, I would get up there and I would take the linesman belt off and then pull out my actual rope and attach it. And then one time I did that, that and I was like, I and so I like quickly threw the lines back around and, and clipped it back in because <laughs> I'm glad that I don't climb sticks anymore because I used to do that shit all the time. Yeah. Let me take this linesman belt off to get around these limbs and I'll yep. climb 100%. three feet and then. I'm holding on for dear life with one arm and I'm running the linesman's back around. So do you pick a tree with no branches between oh, hell there no. and your destination? Or you, hell you no. cut branches on the way up no. or what? Nothing. No. So how do you get around branches? I told you there's that link with the gate on That's it. Right. Right. Yeah. So all you do is when you get to the branch, you unscrew your gate, you pull your rope out through that opening, take your rope off, and the linesman is on. So you're always Lineman's attached. On, yeah. Linesman on, always attached to the tree. You never unattach from the tree. And then pull that rope back around, put it back through the gate, twist your gate closed, restart. So you use that the whole way up. I don't. I lines in the whole way up. Well, yeah, but good. But I'm like, so I, yeah, I have to have, to have that rope the whole yeah. way up because I have to hang from yeah, it right. to reset my stick. I right? got you there because you're not going to, I guess you could hang from a linesman. That'd be an uncomfortable way to say. Yeah, you couldn't. You don't think so? No. Not hang from it. You're going to. No. Well, I mean, you'd be stuck to the tree. You, yeah. I, you know, you're right. Because if even if you bear hug the tree, you're still, there's no tension on that rope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're yeah, right. You, you couldn't. Do I'm it. glad we're having this conversation. You probably just saved my life. Yeah, honestly. probably. <laughs> yeah. Because my dumb ass would be up there like, okay. And then, uh, and then I'm done. Yeah. Because I could see you right now, 30 feet high at the end of your rope, and you're six feet away from your palm tree because you yeah. repelled down and had that bend. Yeah. But like trees, when you're coming down, a lot of times you want to come down here. The tree has a different yeah. idea and it'll swing you around. You just let it, you just literally, you literally just let it happen. Like you just kind of kick away from the tree, get to a point where the tree wants you to go. And then you just continue to repel. And out. that's one thing I'll tell you about not repelling, but just general saddle hunting since you're, you're getting into it. But like the, when you finally start doing it and the tree has a bend, you want to make sure your platform is on the other side of the bend. Because if you set up your platform in a curve like that and you're hanging down, You'll never be able to touch your platform. Yeah, it, it's a huge pain ass. You always want to be on the other side. Yeah, and and not only that too, but when you're in the saddle and the tree has a bend a certain way, it's gonna want to draw you that way. Yeah, to left or right. Gravity and it's, is a bitch. It's gravity is a bitch, and when that tree is away from you, um, which actually sometimes I do prefer, but when you try to get around it, it'll yeah. try to whip you around it. So you know, there's a lot of tricks though. You know, one of the more comfortable saving tricks too is 
if you have a tree that's leaning to the right and you're on your platform and take your tether on it, instead of putting it in the middle of the tree, yeah. move it all the way to the left of the tree. Yeah. Compensate for that. Yeah. 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 And yeah. then that'll hold you straight and you will lose so much tension in yeah. your hips that way. And you're not fighting it the whole time with right. your feet and your yeah, legs. Yeah, yeah. So it's, there's so many things, dude. And, and there's videos out there. Like you can learn. Oh, it's, sure. it's also yeah. like, I think we're all a little bit different because I, I watched plenty of videos on it and some of the stuff they do, I don't like. And so mm -hmm. I get up there and I don't really, I kind of have my own style, but I also, I don't lean as much as probably most people do. I'm, I'm more of a sitter. You are. Are you, are you tighter to the tree or are you more away? Yeah, I'm, I'm like, my okay, face, so you're, my face is on the tree. Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm like sitting out here. The you're, you're tight. I have, I have years. I like being away from the tree a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, I like it, but I also like sitting. Oh, um, I still sit. Yeah. Tighten that bad boy down. Um, but like the, the leaning back, I don't know. It's like, I guess that's one thing is, does your one stick have a, a bend in the, okay. Because I think that's super important. My, the top of mine is called the Monarch, and it has a flat, I don't know if it's 11 inches wide or what it is, but it's flat, probably three inch by 11 inch piece. And then attached to that is a three by 11 inch angled piece. Yeah. That's like 30 degrees, I think, angled. Yeah. yeah. So you can keep your feet on that angled platform. The angle is key. 100%. The other thing I like too about my cruiser platform, because it's so big is I can actually stand up with my back to the tree and run the rope the seeker? across my chest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's nice because I can stand and lean against the back of the tree yeah. with, you know, nothing. A lot of guys do that, but I like it. And, and I like it too. It depends on where, where my field of fire is. I mean, it's like, right. If, if it's usually I want to be whatever I'm shooting at, I want it to be in front of the tree so mm -hmm. I can hide behind the tree. And I found that to be more effective than like any camouflage. You can hundred percent. Cause they, it's, as long as you're not moving a bunch, they're really not going to see. I had a deer at 11 yards this year, and I climbed the entire way up the tree with my one stick on the back side of the tree, and that deer stood there the entire time watching me. I did not figure me out. I didn't do that, but I had plenty of moments where I'm behind the tree, and the deer was literally at the base of the tree, like, <laughs> like smelling around, but it didn't know where I was. Except yeah. that fucking doe. It's it's funny, but then there, there'll number. be times where there's deer out in front of you, and you know how you're like working around the tree as they work in front of you. Just, oh so yeah. They don't just trying, just trying to stay hidden. And then you get so far and you look back behind you and there's a deer standing there watching, watching you do the whole yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All, it's like the other, like when you come this morning, I hate morning hunts, but when you come up in the morning and sit and like, you don't, you're not moving at all. And then as soon as you can see a little bit and then you're like, all right, you start looking around mm -hmm. <laughs> and she was 14 feet yeah. behind you standing there looking at you like what is this thing yeah and then you move and it's over and you just yeah. it's like i just sat in the woods for two hours before sunrise wow, that's why i don't do it anymore i don't either i only hunt evening i don't hunt mornings at all i mean i hunt mornings I don't I'm, hunt just, mornings. I'm not going in the dark like that well not unless i have perfect access yeah i think it's and point. the perfect setup because yeah. what is the point of me sitting in the tree putting my scent throughout the woods for an hour you smell I, of course i smell everyone smells right I smell you smell no, i smell, smell. Just smells. <laughs> and, and it just doesn't, I don't know. I, I've done it my whole life and I could count, I could feel a freaking dump truck uh, of times that I've been blown at. Yeah. Before daylight, before I can even shoot the deer. So why am I not leveling the playing field? Right. Why am I going in prior to dark when a deer can see me, a deer can smell me? Yeah. I can't see them. I That's can't true. smell them. I can't right kill them. They could be right there. Right. Yeah. They could be right there. You, you can shoot them before you even got to the tree if you count. Yeah. 100%. I, I get that. You know, but it, it, there's, there's a, 
there's a tough part there yeah. where certain setups where I have good access and I need to be in early, I'm in there early. Yeah. But other times where it's like if I'm going in blind or something, I'm, oh, I'm going, going in, in blind. Dark. Definitely not going in the dark. Yeah. And if I've you, never if you know if you know where like bedding areas, if you know where you can safely come in and out without disturbing, like yeah, that's a different story. You have the like, perfect wind. A lot know. of times in pub, public land, it's like I, you. Most of the times we have a day maybe to do some scouting. Uh, if that, usually it's like we get there at three for the briefing and they're like, go hunt. Like, yeah. I haven't been in here yet. I right. Go oh, for the lottery hunt. And that's yeah. the other thing too about like the having a, having a stand set up. I, I, now I realize I learned a lot. I think I've learned more this year personally um, hunting than like in my entire life. Because mainly because of the saddle, like I have the ability to go literally anywhere I want. Mm -hmm. But another big one was um, fabric softener, <laughs> like using. So I used Irish Spring soap, which mm -hmm. I've learned. I had someone sent me a reel where they would shave Irish Spring soap, put it in their garden, and would keep deer away. It's like, well, I literally smell like that, and so I, I quit using Irish Spring soap. But also, yeah. like fabric softener in your washing machine. So okay, we don't wash our hunting clothes with it, but it's still in there. So it gets on there and because you're so used to using it, you can't smell it. And that's where everybody uses those, those pellets now and the liquid. Oh, yeah. And you're like, Oh, it smells so good when it comes out. Gus and I have had this conversation cause we both quit using it. I don't use fabric softener at all. My, my, I, the worst part about it is your, uh, your towels. Like when you get off the shower, your towels smell like the belt from your dryer. Mm. But outside of that, that has changed my hunting epically because my boxers smelled like, fabric softener whatever yeah so we don't use it at all yeah. like none and uh and i think that's what's made me so invisible this year i saw more deer this year than i've ever seen mm -hmm. in south carolina and yes yeah we also hunted but not being tied to a different places than we have previously yeah. years that's true but not being tied to a location yes that's, that's where your stand i think is. that's where the key is to all yeah, this is because you can go wherever you I want, go wherever you, I can, want. You can go where the deer are yeah. rather than going in the woods and hoping a deer comes to you. I yep. can literally walk and find a trail and walk the trail and then be like, yeah. no, I'm going to set it right here. Let me ask you, do you ever find now, this is funny because it's the opposite than it used to be for me. Do you ever find yourself standing in the woods with that just blank stare of, yep. okay, I can climb yep. any of these trees now. Yeah. What's the perfect one? Yeah. And you sit there and go, okay, I can get up to that one. Um, but I can't cover that trail over there where before if I had a climber on my back. I'd look around and go, okay, that that's the only straight one. Yep. That's, that's the one I'm climbing because I can't climb these other 50. The other thing I've learned too, is that now that I have the ability to easily move, uh, there's been times that I've climbed up at a tree, like I've picked a tree and I climb up and it's say it's two o'clock in the afternoon and I climb up and I get up there and I'm like, this is a shit vantage point. And I can look around because I'm higher. You, the, I don't know about PA, but like where we live, everything on the ground is about chest high. Mm -hmm. So when you're standing in chest high, whatever the fuck it is, and you're looking at trees, you can't really tell. And then when you get up there and you can see all the game trails where stuff's moving, and it's like that tree would be better. Yeah. I can I can easily climb back down, go over there and climb up that tree. Where if you're on a climber and you're clink, 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 uh -huh. you know, everything's yeah. sweating my fat ass. Sweat your ass off. And then the plate, you're worried about the in. platform falling. Yeah. You're trying to pull it up with your toes. Wait till you're like, repelling. You're doing like abs. We were talking, talking about yeah. that today. I, I, I get down in seconds. Yeah. And that's, and that's, the, that's the reason I'm going repelling. 
Yeah. It's the it's the gradual step. I don't recommend anyone start rebelling. I mean, you I wouldn't may. either. No, I would not. Yeah, I would right. 100% not. Yeah. I started, I went the baby steps 100% yeah. of the way through you over get, like eight years. I, I want you to get three sticks and a platform and a saddle. And I want you to climb three sticks, set up your platform and then saddle mm-hmm. hunt out of that. And I want you to do it for a, for a season mm-hmm. and then and then look into rebelling. Yeah. Yeah. You, you definitely have to do baby steps. I went from, you know, the guy that always hunted ladders and a climber was my mobile setup mm-hmm. to sticks and a lock on, um, which I liked, you know, full size lock on whatever, but it just got so much pain in the ass hitting yeah. that lock on out there every time. I, and I they suck this in. Never do it again. They're the most uncomfortable city yeah, in the I, world. I, I, they suck and they all lean forward. They like, always did. They're just, it doesn't matter. They're not comfortable. I'll tell you this. If you're, if you're, if you're a tree stand, if you're a stand ladder hunter, hang on. If that's what, if that's what you do, when you get into a saddle or when you get into a climber and you're like, well, this is dope. I can climb any tree. So that feeling right there, if, if you skip the climber and go straight to saddle, I don't know oh, yeah. that you'll appreciate it as much, but if you go to climber, then saddle, you'd be like, I'm an idiot. I just mm-hmm. spent how many years of my life wasting time. <laughs> yeah. The saddle is a game changer and people that talk shit about it, you're they just, just idiot. They're just, yeah, you're just dumb. Yeah. They're ignorant. And I'll never have that conversation with you about mechanical broadheads, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't use a mechanical broadhead. Oh, I thought you did. That's a hybrid. Oh, it's <laughs> a but anyway, it's got a bleeder. <laughs> but yeah, you had like the I. I'm a huge, huge. I'm so glad you're getting into it. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited for the it's, flexibility of just like having the kit and just grabbing that bag and my bow and going wherever mm-hmm. the hell I want. If you buy me a one stick, I'll give you my platform, and otherwise, I might give you. He'll uh, give it to me. Yeah, he will. And if he doesn't, I have one. I can stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have so much extra stuff. It's ridiculous. Well, this this community a, is full of enablers. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. It really is. Dude, it's like that's it's, what I love about isn't it. Isn't it crazy though? Because there is something that is like, it, may, it, it not to use the word game changing, but it is a game changing type evolution in the way people hunt. Sure. And everyone's so eager to tell everybody about it. it so yeah. everyone does what they do. You know what I appreciated about uh, a lot of the vendors that had some sort of product related to saddles today is, and we didn't talk to all of them, but the mm-hmm. ones that we did, none of them, they were very excited to tell you about their product. And they all hate Cruiser. But they were, <laughs> but they were all, but they were all very quick to say, Hey, fuck Cruiser. Walk, I spent, I spent walk a good around time over there. Today. Walk around and see the other ones. Like yeah. go try some other things. Make sure yeah. this is what you like, or another one isn't what you like because everybody's different. They weren't super hard. Like we bought the the tethered th- stuff today, uh-huh. and um, like they could have. Think I could have easily sat there and said, "I recommend these packs, these bags for you." I recommend, you know, I really think you should get these sticks. Didn't do any of that at all. He's like, Matt told him, he's like, "Well, I've got some sticks and platforms, and I'm I'm considering going." One stick and the guy was like, well, you should just use his stuff. Like, I, I'm not going to sell you. Yeah, he wasn't like, like, well, have you seen the one? Like, they're yeah. the one. He yeah. didn't say any of that. No, he was just like, you should definitely use his. See what you like but the, first. I and think then, the benefit is we walked into this conversation knowing a little bit. So I think yeah, a new guy, yeah. like when Cruiser got me. Cruiser got me. because Oh, yeah, they're they, going to get you. They got me. That's why on their boards, when you walk in the tether booth, the three things that they show up there with values, yeah. they're all complete kits. Complete kits, right. By the way. Like 600 bucks. For people that don't know what they're doing. By the way. They have which, one that's eight nine years. What you need? Yeah, you need this. Hey, you want the how much money you got? You want the premium? You want the best shit ever? Eight ninety nine. You yeah. is that really a bad deal though? Too because think about it, guys no. that don't know, I'm well, gonna spend way more than eight hundred dollars completing my setup. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I overheard a conversation from a someone that was working the tethered booth today, who said, 
they did almost a hundred grand today. Yeah. You think about it. Yeah. How much are those kits? I mean, the almost like upwards of six hundred, eight hundred. Yeah. The top one was eight hundred bucks. So if they made yeah. if they made fifteen sales today, plus some yeah. ad hoc ones and onesie twosies, very easy. But the other thing too is we've we haven't discussed in the pocket, but we we've talked mutually amongst each other, but. Tethered has not had the ability to do sales for years. Mm-hmm. Like they, they have a, that's shit not cheap. No, like if they're not. not selling to you an $800 product that costs them a hundred dollars. Yeah. That's not the case. They probably have, they're probably, I don't know what they're making, but I would guess 40%, 40% would be what yeah. I would think. Yeah. So they, sometimes if you're sweet talking them, they might give you a 10% discount. They have a 10% discount at the show right now, mm-hmm. but if you buy it online, there's no discount and it's not rarely ever. There just isn't. And so the, for them to do what they did for, I'm not going to say it, but for, no, them to do what they did for us, amazing. Unbelievable. Yeah. And it's like, but any other product you say, we got this percent off. You'd be like, no, it's not really like we offer that percent just for listening to the podcast. Mm-hmm. East Coast podcast, you know, Maybe not that I don't know. I just I just ruined it and said what it was. That's all right. But anyways, <laughs> for, like they they don't do it, and and, yeah. and you know for us to be like, we told them the sob story about my issue with Cruiser, and like it's, I gave I gave them everything, and they were like, we want you, we, uh, not necessarily they want whiskey and white tails. We just want you as a you as a human as, as a customer. customer. Yeah. yeah, And so they they worked with us, and and we bought two, and we're gonna get a third one. Um. For but you yeah. you had mentioned one thing that I wanted to ask. So we we were talking about you said something about the hunting community it being enablers to trying to help each other and stuff like that. Yeah. Like if you don't have stuff, then we'll. So as a as a guy, right? Like so, imagine what would your life be like without the hunting community? What do you think? Me personally, yeah, I, I'd still be hunting out of. Well, say you don't know how to hunt and there's no hunting oh. community. What would your life be like? Dude, I'd probably be dead. I'd probably be a drug addict, right? Dude, I'm a very addictive human being. Well, I know, and most a lot of humans are. But like, if yeah. you if you have any kind of trauma or like, I've never done a drug bad, in my life, but I feel like I would have to at some point. Right? Like, you have bad <laughs> upbringing or whatever, like whatever's yeah. going on in your life, and you don't have the hunting community. I honestly, yeah, I don't know what I would do without hunting. It like, wouldn't be good, right? It's been ingrained in me since I was so young. Yeah, and it's like, what would you fill that void with? You know, right. I was into sports a lot, but like that ends. Yeah. At some point, you know, maybe mm-hmm. I'd get more involved and be like crazy softball guy yeah. now. You know, I don't know. I really don't because it's the fall time. So what are you doing in the fall if you're not hunting? So I ask you that because if you look at, we have a lot of veteran followers and, and listeners. And so like, if you look at that, those guys that aren't into hunting, they just kind of like whatever. And they're just hanging out or maybe they want to get into hunting and they're listening mm-hmm. to this podcast. And the reason that we're so adamant about working with these veteran charities that are in the outdoor space is because of what you just said, right? Like yeah. these guys don't, they don't have, they're missing something in their life. You know, like, yeah. what am I going to do? The hunting thing is crazy. And it's one of the few communities that we're in, I'm involved in personally, even the gun community isn't as cool as the hunting community. <laughs> like the hunting community is nuts. The Like today was the first time I'd ever seen something weird. And that was that guy pulling the product off. But that yeah, was strange. I've never seen that. Odd. That is weird. And and all the reason I I probably wouldn't even notice, but Jeff had told me it's a compete. So to sum it up, it's a competing industry. Um, and so if you own a company that's in the same industry, so anyway, he's walking around looking at stuff, and he saw something he's never seen before, and the guy pulled it off, didn't want him to look at it. And I was like, I didn't believe him. I was like, mm, okay. And then I walked over there and I'm wearing a Vantage Foreign Archery hat. And they, the guy literally, I saw it because Jeff wanted to, he's just like, I just want to see what it looks like. So I went over there, I was going to take a picture of it. And so I walked over and looked at it and the guy literally reached out and grabbed it and pulled it back. 
I and guess I'm like, I need to be your spy tomorrow. You should. I've never seen that before. I've never seen that either. And, and that's, that's not common. In that's weird industry. because we just talked about how saddle community are the opposite. Are the complete They'll opposite. Look. But, you know, in all fairness with the saddle thing, and especially with Tethered, like, Tethered really did bring saddle hunting back. I mean, they really are. They're the guys 100%. that brought it back. 100%. And it's and these other guys really are flourishing off the fact that they did that. So like if it wasn't for the community starting to grow yeah. and make things yeah, like more options and whatnot, yeah. they really wouldn't have a business. They right. wouldn't have yeah. what they have. So like I we had dinner tonight with a guy that works with Tethered and yeah. and like he's getting ready to take it to the European market. And it's you know, they're like expanding everywhere, which is crazy that they're not allowed to bow hunt. And so they're going to rifle hunt. I thought that was totally backwards. That's weird. Until he said it again. Because most like, places allow you to bow hunt, but not rifle. Not rifle. A lot of places, yeah. a lot of countries, it's a... It's I got to pee. I'll be back. Y'all, it's an, eth- it's, it's an, an ethics thing. An efficacy yeah. thing. Like, they feel that a firearm is more efficient. Well, t- yeah. t- t- but I mean, I could see that in, like, Africa. Go pee. Go, you know, so dude, the Africa thing is the total opposite of that. The guy, the guy, I don't remember his name, but he went... Tell him about that. Like, went to Africa and killed everything with a bow. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So the guy that studied the broadheads, mm-hmm. he um, what is his name? Damn it, he uh, he's the one that got me sold on single bevel broadheads, and it was a. And I, we don't. <sighs> so on the, it was a, the Mediator podcast, right? And they had they had a guest on, and I used to I used to remember the episode number, but he talks through the scientific like studies that they've done on broadheads. And um, discussing everything from like how the arrow is weighted and where the weight is distributed on the arrow, and trying different broadheads um, and shooting all of these like big, big, big animals that you find in Africa, and finding like the the success rate with like single bevel um, broadheads versus other broadheads. And he, he was able to, he was really, he was able to tie it in like all the way to the, what do you call them? Um, damn it. <laughs> it's, it's this, it's this historical period where we, we still find a lot of the, the broadheads and we find like, um, God damn it. There's a, there's a, there's a word for it. And I'm, I'm like archaeological stuff yeah. or what do you yeah, think yeah. About? Yeah, hey, yeah yeah hey matt what's the name of the the time period with the, the broadheads that we still find today and that's he, that guy mapped the, the guy linked it to that the clovis clovis Ooh, points okay. so and um it was just super fascinating like the the amount of scientific research they put into just how pointy shit moves through an animal it was yeah wild yeah um but it was really fascinating and it's Oh, shit. I don't remember the. I don't, why are we talking about that? I don't know. Oh, because we were talking about oh ethics of the whole using ethics. Ethics. yeah, and, 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 and he basically yeah. proved that it's ethical. It, yeah. But the problem is like any <laughs> easy, easy. Any uh, most people can shoot a rifle ethically, technically, uh-huh. but to shoot an animal with a bow. So I think the unethical part comes in the human. Skill set of the yeah, human, the, yeah, the human is the unethical part. Yeah. It's not the it's not the bow, it's the Indian, yeah. right? And so, is they say exactly, yeah. And are you still allowed to say that? Is that I don't, it doesn't bother me. Wow, <laughs> doesn't bother me. But we've done lottery homes before. Were you no, it was bear. Will, will that come Bear-Island. through here? 
since yeah. you're not recording it's, on the mixer. Yeah, we're coming. Okay, that's yeah, recording everything. All the yeah. sound is going through. So we okay. hope. Like if you're listening this far, we don't even know for sure that anyone can even hear this far. So if you're listening this far, you're doing good. It looks it from from my vantage point here, it looks like we're good. But I don't know. We've never done it before, so we'll find out. But yeah, the so I went I got a lottery hunt at Bear Island, which is you can't you can't hunt there. Um and it's gator infested. I mean, they are fucking everywhere. I thought you were gonna say it was gay. <laughs> it's not gay. It's actually pretty cool. Not that gay people aren't cool. I have a what if gay, the gators are gay. Dude, I went to PBR with Seth, gay guy. We, him and I, me, him and the wife went to P, uh, professional bull riding. Had a great time. Yeah. So you gay, don't, gay don't have to defend yourself. I'm just, yeah. I, it's just, I'm just saying. Like, Drink some. PBRs. I have a black friend. You're pretty gay friend. <laughs> 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 this is what I was talking about in the car ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah, maybe down. maybe it's I should take over the conversation. It's a joke. <laughs> uh, well, the point being, so Bear Island. So we went out. I went out there for a lottery hunt, and it, I've never seen. There's nowhere in the world, I don't think, that has mosquitoes like they do there. It's it's a it's like an what's that word? Archipelago or uh, or uh, chain, a chain of islands. islands? Yeah, yeah. It's like that, but like not inhabitable. I mean, some of the islands are like six foot wide, but it's just a ton of islands, and it's all flooded area. And uh, anyway. So we were sitting, I was sitting there in the brief and the lady's like, the first thing out of her mouth was like, how many bow hunters do we have? And uh, mm-hmm. the, the tag was for rifle. So I'm like, I could bow hunt. That'd be pretty cool. I was like, I, I was like, can I, I could bow hunt. I was like, the thing said rifle. She's like, no, there's no bow hunting here. It's unethical. We only use rifles on bear island. And I was like, yeah, your DNR, I'm just gonna let you. Never mind. Sorry, I just was questioning. You know, Should have said, "What about crossbows?" <laughs> <laughs> but like all these old rednecks are looking at me like, like they're like they're confused. Like I couldn't tell if they were looking at me like, "Are you for real? You're going to shoot a bow?" Or if they're looking at me like, "Are you going to challenge her on it being unethical?" I didn't know, but yeah. I just decided to just eat it. Yeah, but it's crazy, man, that people say stuff like that. But it's definitely human. Well, it's because you let them say that your fault i let a lot of people say a lot of shit that i shouldn't but <laughs> in my old age i've learned well, isn't that just how this world works uh, yeah i, I yeah. i'm not interested in fighting anymore yeah. I'm, just, I'm dying i don't have it in me I'm just tired it's exhausting i just i just want to hunt ladies just give me the brief i'm still stuck on the word for a chain of islands and i knew what you were talking about but i it's, don't remember it's i know i can spell it i just don't know how to fucking say archipelago archipelago yeah Somebody right now is yawning at their. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not a geology major. Yeah, which bad. is also wrong. It was yeah. geography, but yeah. <sighs> How long are we in? Can you read that? No, I don't even know where. An hour, hour and thirty six minutes. Thirty six minutes. That is little. Wow. I'm down to keep going. I just this may just be for us. No, this may save. I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah, I don't know. Is there anything else that we need to talk about about? The Great American Outdoor Show. I mean, we we really did focus, and this is kind of the focus every year on like the archery hall. Yeah, really. I mean, that's because because how often happening. do you see that that much yeah. archery? That's show. what I wanted to mention earlier. Is, is how often do you go to a show where in one big room you have tethered cruiser uh, Lancaster archery? Uh, Lancaster, that's pretty cool to see a Lancaster. I've never seen a Lancaster. like. I mean, if, if if you're a major player, yeah. And you're you're in, in archery, and you're not in that room. And there are it's, it's there because, are some. It's because you're probably in another room. And the yeah, other, they're in the, the other room. room. Latitude, <laughs> latitude outdoors. They're in another room. Yeah, they do saddles. 
Yep. Wild, Wild Edge is in the Archery Hall. That's another one that yeah. does sound. I will say the Archery Hall is definitely the best room. 1,000%. Yeah. And I mean, that's probably because what we like. It's what we enjoy. It's what we enjoy. Could you imagine being a gun? Like, a fuck art. I'm only a gun hunter. Like, what do you... Yeah, dude. Okay, cool. Walk around and go <laughs> look at all these other guns. <laughs> I just... Not CVA. Dude, I kind of like the muzzle litter. I've killed deer with everything other than my bare hands. And I think... I think this year I'm going to do that, that Desert Eagle. I've killed them with my bare hands. I technically have as well. <laughs> I finished a deer with my yeah, hands, yeah, because yeah. I didn't bring a knife or a pistol, and I'm like, all right, and I'm looking Rupal at her, work. I'm like, this sucks, and her fawn's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, what are you doing over there? And I'm like, shit, <laughs> mommy, and shush, you sh- you sit over there and shush. I got some horror stories. Be like, lucky I don't have a tag for you too. <laughs> That's for you this year. <laughs> Did you know that in Canada you can get a fawn tag? Yeah, yes. Well, for not for deer though, can you? Yeah, that's what John, John was talking. No, he was talking about moose. Oh, it, oh either way, you, you get, get a, a you moose get a calf, calf tag. You get a calf tag in Canada, oh, and he was like, "That's what I'm going to do." Exactly. Yeah, exactly that. Can that's you what he how that shit is. This work. Have you ever? Did you listen to that podcast we did with him with John Schneider? No, I have not. Dude, wild. He's talking he's like the stuff he talks about is like he's like, yeah, you know, I get a tag for a shotgun hunt. And so it's like, my life is shotgun. It's all, it's all I care about. And he's like, I hunt with a shotgun. And so it's, mm. he, he just, whatever tag he gets, he's just, he's like, fuck everything. I'm fully immersed into this one thing. Mm. And so he got this calf tag and he's like, he's learning, he's learning about like where female, what's a female moose called? Cat, is it still a cow? Yeah. yeah. They, they yeah. Cow. Well, I guess so if it's a calf. So he's like, where do cows hide their young? So he's like, where can I go scout? And it's like, dude, that's you? a dangerous game to play. No shit, dude. Fuck yeah, no is, shit. Dude. Could you imagine? That's like, I don't know how many of you have seen a, a moose in real life, but uh, they're the size of your garage. Yeah. They're I, massive. Let me animals. tell you something. I, the first time I saw a moose in and person, had, uh, I was on my way up to the Boundary Waters to canoe with my son's Boy Scout troop. And I was so shocked by the sight of my the, yeah. for the first time in its size in, in a in a 15 passenger van full of scouts where i should be a much better example i said holy fuck you see that moose <laughs> like loud is like really loud and, <laughs> and we were called. driving so fast nobody else saw nobody else really and all saw these mormon it. kids were like what no no <laughs> kids but luckily only like a couple parents like a couple adults heard me but uh, yeah what's your son's name gavin gavin they all went gavin your dad's cool as shit. <laughs> yeah. I saw a kid today that said, uh, it said, kill the damn deer. And he was probably eight years old. He was wearing a hat and said, kill the damn deer. And I was like, I, I wanted to go to him like, where'd you get that hat from? <laughs> One and two, like, who's your dad? I want to shake his hand. Yeah, I, bet you, I bet you he heard that from his dad. Probably. probably. It's probably his dad's dad was like, you like that? Yeah. He's yeah. still moving. Just kill the damn deer. Kill the damn deer. Kill the damn deer. <laughs> Which is actually, yeah, that's a, that's that's a, a great, great hat. That's a great hat for beginner hunters. I should have. I'm, now I regret that I didn't ask him. Yeah. Maybe we can find one tomorrow. Or we'd make our own. Yeah. Duh. We could do a. I know a guy. <laughs> we both have really long names. So we could do Whitetail Distraction Whiskey Whitetails Kill the Damn Deer. <laughs> this is giant Take up fucking, the fucking hat. We have to get like the MAGA hats that are like 45 inches tall. Oh, man. I said 45 because he was the 45th. We could just patch it the whole way. I told Jessica today. I said, I wish we had a secondary logo because I bought some like uh, some flask and some other stuff to, to engrave just for CB to have some other stuff to sell. Mm-hmm. Her name is so long. There's no good way to put it. I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. Anything. I'll tell you this, listeners. 
If you can come up with a Whiskey and Whitetails WW logo that doesn't look like Weight Watchers or two W's blended together to make it look like a crosshatch pattern, if you can come up with a cool WW logo, we'll give you a $500 gift card. Yeah, Deal. sold. Deal. 100%. And Just I think WW. WW. And I think that we could go to Fiverr and pay less money on Fiverr to get someone to make us a logo, but I'm going to put it out to y'all first. If you can come up with a logo that we like, just because you still have a logo know. doesn't mean we're going to take it. But if you have a logo that we like and we're going to use, we'll give you five hundred. You have to spend three to five hundred on on Fiverr or Design Crowd to get enough entries to find right, right, right. Because right. a lot of them come yeah, out of point. in you know other countries and yeah, yeah. Idea, and they copy shit and then or submit a whiskey and whitetails uh, like emoji type deal. And here's the thing: I the antler part of it, don't even try. One antler, I will we'll take. We'll yeah, take I'm one not, I'm antler. I'm not interested in two antlers. There Maybe some two, kind of Glencairn or a whiskey ball. Something companies. that's cool. I don't know. Two antlers. Two antlers, deer head. We actually, today, I didn't I didn't do it. I might do it tomorrow. But sure. I, I was like, I'm going to make a reel of every company that has antlers in it. And I was just going to take a picture of every single company that has yeah. antlers in it. And I was going to make a reel and just fly this, every company with antlers at, at the show. You know who doesn't? You. Yeah. There's a podcast we listen to. Um, you know thing. how hard it is to get somebody so to draw that, antlers? Dude. They can't do yeah. it. Yeah. We, we, we put out a ton of stuff. We paid so much money to try to get a logo made and they come back and I'm like, here's 45 pictures of a white-tailed deer. Uh-huh. Try again. And it's like, we guess they look like Sonic the Hedgehog. That's I'm like, elk. what the fuck is all this? That's a red stack. That's like, a mule deer. What is God this? Yeah. I don't understand why it's so hard for people to white tell. The other thing too, even we eat. get tagged in a ton of mule deer <laughs> posts and I think people are trying to get us. Yeah, it's 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 like... But like, luckily, I know the difference. Like, that's I can a cool. see it between an orange and banana. Yeah. I know, I know yeah. the difference, but I think a lot of people don't. They get... We, so a couple times we've submitted stuff to Design Crowd, um, which is just a, a crowdsourcing website for, for graphic art and graphic design. And uh, I can't tell you how many times I, we've gotten a submission. It's like, that's cool. That's also Buckmaster's fucking Yeah, logo. that's literally their logo. You literally took that off. Like, yeah, you think like, they're not going to notice? That one's cool. Also, exactly the same as Buck Commander, just flip the other direction. We have like, another company. Are you just, just begging like, for us to get sued? Our <laughs> old company, if you, I'm not going to say the name, but if you were to Google our old company and click images, all you'll see is Design Crowd submissions <laughs> of oh shipping. It's, I'll show you when we're done. It's, it's appalling. <laughs> so, 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 wait, what's wrong? What's wrong with the, like, the Picairn and the antler that you guys do? Nothing's wrong with it. I'm just, I think I'm it's not sick. Did he? So I don't get any yeah. feedback. So I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, well, I don't mind. It, it so like me. the episode we did with you guys, the way Austin did like the picture. Yeah, I remember. Dude, I freaking lie. I thought. Oh, was, you do like it? I thought it was sick. Well, that's easy. So what I actually did Super is clean. I took a Glen Karen and mm-hmm. an antler, a Glen Karen, and I okay. put it in a photo box, and I took a picture of it, and I put it in Photoshop, and all I did was add a layer to cover it, and I just blacked the layer out. So it's a real antler and a real Glen Karen. Nobody designed that. If you can sit, do you have that in a file format? That yeah, I've got a plenty of it. Jessica might be able to turn that into a, and engrave that yeah, on. I spot. might have it on there. I don't. I, I don't know. I've definitely got it at home. I can send it to you. Yeah, I really like the look of that. If you um, like that, then if other people, you know, nobody tells us fuck anything. Like, the only thing we get is like, yeah, like when he corrections. That, yeah, you like that? I was sick. Okay, I, I did yeah. too. I thought it was cool. I mean, and I was like, oh, they used the. So that one's not the actual no, black image. That's the real not. picture. So that picture yeah. I turned just into yeah. a black image. Yeah, yeah. And like on our YouTube in the bottom right, our watermark is that mm-hmm. on YouTube. Yeah, I like it. Okay, well, maybe personally, I like it. But yeah, I, I think you do need to come up with something 
W. You gotta have something. What, it, what if the W and W? What if you add like, can you add the and sign in there? For the W and W. Would that make it look better? I don't so like the way it's not it looks. just W W W and uh, I don't know. I don't like the way it looks. It's kind of weird one to do. I have to. It's like just put a W with a little squared. Like I care what people think a little bit, but I also like care what I think. Yeah, W squared might be cool. If you were to, so, here's the thing. That guy, the guy that did the. Mm-hmm. My phone, I'm sorry, sir. Um, my phone's over here. I can't look you up and tell you correctly, but he his he, you know, the elemental signs for like elements, mm-hmm. like carbon or whatever. Mm-hmm. He did one for whitetail hunting. It's sick. Uh, it's fucking dope. Yeah. Genius. So like he followed us and all and I followed him back. And he has like 30 followers. Followed him back and I was like, dude, your logo is sick as fuck. Yeah. Because it's it's a super periodic table of elements. That's what and it's it's really cool. Like I can't believe I didn't so then I'm like, what well, could I, you know. I don't know, but that's, that's the $500 on the table. I'm down for it. And I'm actually going to clip that and put it into a reel and see if we can get, I'll get my buddy. That's a designer to do something. And then I'll submit it. Like, and I'm going to be, (laughs) I'm going to be stringent as I like, I'm, if I don't like it, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. So, but it's probably one of the toughest things to do, to come up with. It's hard. We've been doing, we've had this company almost four years now and, and we still haven't, because I still can't, Settle. I, I wouldn't even do it. I just give up on it. I just we, find a way to stack whiskey and whitetails better. Well, to we, that's it looks. like the orange hat. We just do whiskey, whitetails, no and. But it's, I don't know. But the name is cool because it's catchy. Like tonight when we went to dinner with everybody, um, that guy, this guy like leaned into me. He was like, which one do you like most? And so to preface that, I was standing <laughs> next to Gus and Alex from Vantage Point Archery. And we were talking, sitting, like just us three talking. <laughs> And so they, we were all decided to go outside. And as we're all leaving, I was the last one out. And the guy was like, which one do you like better? And I was like, my brain was like, hey, well, Gus is my best friend. So <laughs> I like him better. <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm like, what do you mean? He's, and he's like, repeats himself. I was like, which one do you like better? And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he was like, whiskey or whitetails? I was like, fuck, man. I, just, <laughs> I don't know. I was like, I don't know. I've had whiskey today. I haven't had whitetail today. So I guess I guess I like whiskey. <laughs> right now it's whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Catch me, catch me, catch me outside in October. It's gonna be whitetails. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but like, and that's the thing, when we go to events, it's constant. Everybody that walks by whiskey and whitetails. Like everybody set, just says we should set up the boom mic with that with the uh oh and just make with that, the zoom. We should make that our podcast intro. We should we should set up the boom mic outside the tent and connect it to just the zoom and hit record and let record all we day. should put a sign that says come say with excuse me come say whiskey and whitetails and just say that I want it I want it organic. I want the because yeah. all day long it's like <gasps> Whiskey and white tails. Yes, it's funny. Hey, hey, look, whiskey and white tails. <laughs> whiskey and white tails. It's like all fucking day. It's long. nuts, dude. I know you're not gonna come. Whiskey and white tails. Well, you might come, but I don't know if you're gonna go to seaweed. But if you do, go, oh yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah, I didn't think so. Yeah, but if you did go, you'd be like, <laughs> yeah, all day long, you're like, there's another one. I've just been gone two weekends out of three. The last three, I am on this shit list big time, dude. I don't get on shit list, but last night my wife or this morning, she was like, I didn't sleep well. I always, she was like, I always forget, but you haven't been gone in a while. And she's like, but I, I don't sleep well the first night you're gone. And so I read that and I was like, I haven't been gone in a while. When was the last time I was gone? Probably like 40 days ago. Huh. So it's like for, for, for <laughs> 40 days is a while. I haven't been gone in a while. And it's mm-hmm. only 40 days. It's like, I don't know how she puts up with it. <laughs> but I she's used, also like she, she I likes used to travel like 
a week, that's or, different. A week or two at a time for work. Yeah, I used different. to be gone yeah, a work's lot. Different. That's different. It's work's not different. though. You're still gone. No, I know, but it's work. Like, yeah, what are you going to do? Like, hey, to be we gone. choose to be gone right. this weekend. Like, right. like I'm, the thing is, I'm no, gone having choose. fun while she's home taking care of the responsibilities at the house. Wait till you have a kid. I heard it gets way worse. Right. So, like... <laughs> That's kind of the whole thing playing in. <laughs> I don't have yeah. one. That's why I have four cats because it's like, well, he's not here, but I got four cats to play with. So. And they're way nicer when I'm not home. They, they, they don't not like me. Yeah, the cats they, don't ever mind when you're gone for a long time. They, well, it's not that they don't like me, but they definitely like her more. Mm-hmm. So like if she's not home, the cats are super nice to me. And then, but when I'm home and she's home, they're like, oh, he's the weird guy that touches me. And, and like, <laughs> she's not, she's like, quit touching him so much. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, they live in my house rent free and I feed them shit. I'm going to touch them. If they're near me, I'm going to touch I'm them. I'm going to pick them up. I'm going to stroke their belly. The th- like all the things they don't like, I'm going to do it because it's your mind. You right, so you're saying if there's a pussy in the vicinity of you, my house, you're going to touch it. You're going to touch it. That's why I don't have friends bring their wives over. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. But, but careful. We're getting really close to camp here on this. No, we're not. We're, we're, we're skirting the edge. I didn't fall into a rock when I just went to go piss. Not yet. All right. <laughs> Those steps are mighty narrow. He started it, to be fair. That was not me. I did. I he did. started and I'm not going to not answer. I can tell you, as a father of three kids, it gets... Oh, we're going back. Exponentially. I, was like, I was like, what the fuck? Exponentially. <laughs> exponentially more difficult and you're sick. You're gross. <laughs> no, I, I just wondered where you were going, but I see you're changing. Topic. Yeah. Yeah. Bringing us back. You put, put a hurting on. We got it halfway through a bottle of wild turkey. That's pretty I'm good. I'm not even doing my, my job. Yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm a, I poured that and then I, I, I grabbed this Coke separately because just a Coke sounded good. And I was like, well, I could just pour that in there. Dude, I think it's the last minute I think decision. Whiskey and Coke, <laughs> bourbon Coke's pretty good. It was you bad. know, one of my favorite things is bourbon and sweet tea. And if, you, if you're listening to this and you've never tried bourbon and sweet tea, you got to do it. Yeah, try it. It's just, there's, I, I don't know. It's delicious. It's, it's, what's funny is a lot of guys come up here from the South and they want sweet tea and they don't realize like a lot of places right. you can't get you don't sweet, have yeah. sweet tea. Yeah, they do. What do you got? We it do. Depends on you you got go. sweet tea. Do you like sweet tea? Right. I do. Yeah. Why isn't like that a thing? Why, 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 why is unsweetened tea a thing? I don't like hot. I don't like hot <laughs> unsweetened tea. Even like the Brits drinks it. No, but it's still around. I will kind of. I will if I'm like oh, fuck it. I don't want water. I'll have some unsweetened tea. Like if because we have work lunches all the time and Disgusting. they they cater it and you they bring sweet me. and unsweet tea. Well, it's because I mainly just drink water. I don't drink a lot of sugar, so it makes sense. And I'm like, well, unsweet tea sounds cool. And then I'll pour me some, and I immediately am like, this I should is a terrible drink. decision. Yeah, should just drink. This water. is just muddy water. Do you like hot tea? No, I like hot tea with milk. Cold coffee. With milk, really? Drink yeah, coffee. Milk and hot tea is good. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I like I, I like, like an Earl <clears throat> an Earl Grey. Excuse me. Yeah, there's a there's a couple of, bl- of like black teas, dark dark teas that I like. Yeah. I just drink them hot with some honey. I've never been a tea guy. Yeah, my problem is I I'm so I have like this that 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 personality where I click into something and it's like my life consumes it. So I got to be really careful what I do. But the matcha tea thing or the espresso mm-hmm. thing, like people like espresso machines and the tamper and then yeah. So like, when I watch those videos, that's the closest I come to climax without actual so sex. It's I. Like, I'm, I watch those videos and I'm like, I want to fucking do that so bad. I, have had I can't an, do it. An espresso machine, like on my list of things 
to do and get into for a long time. And the more I learn about it, <sighs> the further away it gets. That's a scary road, dude. At this, while at the same, while, while, simultane- while simultaneously making me want it that much more. Oh, I know. Because Jeez. because the more I learn about it, the the more expensive the shit that I want to get. Yeah, gets. I don't even. Have you ever at this seen? Point, I'm like at like a two thousand dollar espresso machine. Have you ever seen cinematic espresso reels? <laughs> I'm going to show you one tonight, and you're gonna be I'm like scared. I see what you're saying. They're beautiful. It's man. sick, dude. And like the, the puck, they, 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 uh, they grab the way they the tamper thing. It's like the way it gets wet and come yeah, drips from underside. Like it comes from the outside and then it circles in and then it drips slowly. And it's just, it's beautiful. If you could see it's the excitement from my side of the table, looking at you guys right now, a hundred percent of the people makes, listening are like, what are these idiots talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like me. You know, he blew the fuck up. It makes you feel like this. The song makes you feel. Yeah. We used to do a segment where people would send us samples and it makes me feel good. Y'all quit doing it for some reason, which is fine. But every sample we got, we would do just the sip. So we both had just one sip and we give our review of one sip. So this guy that made it, Barbecue Bourbon and Barbells on Instagram, he he's in Can- he's a Canadian. So his whole thing is like steak, lifting weights, and like being positive. And so he's got a great beard, good head of hair. And he like walks outside every morning and he's like, hey, I want you to have a good day today, blah, blah, blah. But he does these reels. He's always wearing it. He sits just like this with a microphone and a black shirt. And he says some funny shit. He, when we met him, I just liked him. I just thought, yeah, this, cool dude, dude. this dude's going to blow up because this is really cool stuff. He had like 200 followers. I don't, I, again, my phone's over there, but I think he's like 40 to 60,000 followers. Oh, good for him. Blew the fuck up. And so he made that for us for free. He does like voice. That's play it again so you can hear his voice. Just the sip. Yeah. Instead of just the tip. Yeah. Just shout out to my stepbrother, Lamar. His name's Larry. Larry Lamar. Okay. He goes by Lamar now, but because Larry's too redneck, I guess. I don't know. He's a Green Beret. And so people are like, Larry, and so Lamar, they're like, oh, that's cool. It's like a black dude's name. <laughs> like, so he's cool now. But he uh, he came up with that idea. 399,000. 399,000. You weren't even close. Following? How many people is he dude? following? He's following 477 people. And one wow. of those is us. Wow. You must feel like 399,000. You guys must really feel like you're on top of the world. Well, he only got that because our Lizzie, because we have 500,000 listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I got more listeners than CNN, baby. Yeah. <laughs> no, we don't. But yeah, pretty crazy. And I don't start death scrolling over there. We're in a podcast. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I know. It's that time. Uh, he opens it's, Instagram. It's, it's he's just, just like, like it's death scroll. It's just like my. Wow. It's 1230. Yeah. Oh, it's just 1230. Let's wrap this up. Yeah, we got to. All right. <sighs> well, anyways, great first day of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Look excited for the tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be I'm glad we did insane. this. Thanks for making us come up here. It's cool. Absolutely. Yeah, man, for sure. Glad you guys committed to it. Uh, yeah. We're we're not, like, yeah. Let's come to Pennsylvania and, yeah. and do this show. Yeah. It worked out good. Yeah. We're, excited. we're glad to be here. Good time. Yeah. Thanks for doing the podcast with us. Yeah, yeah man. Thanks Definitely. for having me. And uh, absolutely. Thanks for, uh, in, you know, including me in all this. And always, you know, yeah. yeah. Like y'all. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Have a- hopefully, you actually get to listen to this. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. Bye. <laughs>